Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 15th of August, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 480. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here, and he has killed the goose. It's dead. Uh, yeah, I think. Seems seems like we're okay. I, I'm going to do some more adjustments on this chair. But, uh, yeah. I, uh, I have a brand new chair. It's pretty fucking great. Hmm. Uh, and, yeah. I've got an ergo, ergo chair. Uh, I was going to buy the old... By the big expensive Aeron, yeah, the Herman Miller Aeron. That's the fucking the granddaddy of fucking office chairs. It's the one that everyone dreams of having. Um, uh, but it was fourteen hundred dollars, right? And I did some like mental maths, and for it to be better than this this current chair. Hmm. Uh, because I, this is literally the same chair that I had last time. I just bought a new version of it. Um, that one lasted seven years. It cost me $600. So the Herman Miller would have to last for 16 years. Yep. 16 to 17 years to pay itself off in the same way that the fucking, this bad boy has, or I can just get another one of these cunts in another seven years. And this was even cheaper this time. It was fucking five, five forty delivered. So, uh, yeah, economically speaking, they're both like. I think at the end of the day, the Aeron, what make like what makes it a cut above, is the construction means it will last ten plus years. So there's a chance that the the an Aeron is absolutely lasting, sure, the seventeen years. But there's also a chance that it lasts fucking fourteen years. Doesn't quite make the cut. Is outside of the twelve year warranty, and then I'm fucked. Right, which put right um so i may as well go with this one considering it is i know it's fucking comfortable it's been my favorite fucking chair for fucking yonks yeah and yeah so yeah new chair i'm gonna miss the uh <clears throat> the pub g sessions where we're trying to be really quiet and yeah. then just hear this honk and you're like oh okay the goose is back because i'm like fucking adjusting my chair i'm like fucking leaning in and i'm like and every time I move at all on the chair, it fucking honks. Anytime I t- touch the fucking desk, it fucking clangs and shit. And anytime you, you're moving, just clickety-clack. Yeah, and yeah, anytime I'm moving in-game, you go like... Which I'm sure is brilliant audio. And then, of course, there's the cacophony of noise outside my fucking window. Uh, with, you know, most of Sydney's fucking air traffic landing directly over my house. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah. all the birds. Basically, I play every game deaf... With these <laughs> tiny pockets of sound. And anyone who plays with me has to play under the same conditions. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's like you're trying to hear footsteps outside and like, is that a footstep or is that just Job clacketing? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you just learn it's, to deal with it. It's fine in most games except for PUBG because the audio on PUBG is so bad that it makes it really hard to hear anything. I was playing Apex Legends. And I think the audio in Apex Legends is worse. At least compared to the audio on Miramar and Erangel. I do not like... I, th- I think the uh, the audio on Sandhawk in PUBG is fucked. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, and sound carries different in Vikendi as well. And I'm not sure what that is. I think it's trying... It's louder to get over the ambient noise of the wind howling that they have sure. added to Vikendi for some reason. But it also it means you hear shit that's happening way further away. 
it's just balance different and well the, the verticality has always been a problem in PUBG. that's true there was a post uh i think it was this week mm. they're talking about they're redoing the sound in mm. the game um things like footsteps um like sort of like directional sounds um, yep. but they didn't mention anything about the verticality stuff because that's still a massive issue in that game whereas i was playing a game of apex yesterday mm. and like i i was fighting on top of this building and i knew where the other guy was at every single stage of that fight like i could hear him underneath me or i could hear him what, what floor he was on like, apex is is definitely way better when they're fucking at the same location but i think apex's distance is a massive problem it gives you like it takes a lot of adjustment it's it was definitely a learning curve when i first started playing apex i think it's Every game has a different measure of how far sound should be, like how far sound should travel. Because I yeah. remember it being a problem with Call of Duty Blackout as well. It was actually a way bigger problem in Blackout than either Apex or PUBG, in my opinion. But um, yeah, Apex, I find that as soon as they're on top of you, yeah, you can tell where they are in fucking six degrees and shit. Like, you know, in fucking where in space they are at any fucking moment provided they're mm. making any noise at all but yeah beyond I'd say like 100 meters I find it really difficult to work out exactly how far they could be fucking 150 they could be 300 meters away and it's all basically the same to me yeah just run in the direction eventually you'll find just go yeah just head there yeah. yeah whereas PUBG I mean jumping back into PUBG recently has been like that like oh, I don't really understand how far these people are like you'll think they're really close and then all of a sudden you'll see them you're like they're fucking ages away yeah. like I have no chance at this shot and then sometimes you just headshot them you're like oh okay right. yeah, too easy don't they're me. actually 800 meters away but fucking, I got this did you see that video Heath posted Oh yeah, that was a fluke. Jump and bang? Jesus Christ. That was some shit. Yeah, he's never made a shot like that in his entire fucking life. Yeah, no. I've played with games with the cunt for fucking 20 20 years. Uh, And yeah, he's never fucking... That's the first time he's ever hit a shot like that. Well, that's Um, just one of like the the, the basketball half-court mid-shot, right? Is it like... Eventually, you're going to get one of them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you shoot shoot enough. Can't... If you don't shoot, you you don't miss. You know? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah um anyway apex. apex apex yeah let's kick off with apex the uh the crown event yes uh what have they fucking done with this how do you fuck up something so hard i haven't checked back on the forum since yesterday but on uh on reddit but and on twitter uh i haven't checked like the hashtags or on on the subreddit or anything but uh holy shit People were fucking rioting. And it's still going. I can't blame them. It is disgusting, the pricing they've put for these crates, these these boxes or whatever. And it is just unnecessarily high. Uh, mm. It's like 700 fucking Apex coins for a single fucking crate or tick. Yeah, uh, which is what? About eight bucks. Eight bucks, yeah. <clears throat> something like that. Uh, and you need 24 crates to get all the stuff or something? Someone did yeah, a mess. like I can't, different pieces that you can get. Yeah, I can't 100% remember. But yeah, 24 bucks-ish to get all the all the bits and bobs in this fucking event. Uh, and yeah, so that's fucking eight times 24 is... 
192, right? So nearly $200 just to get all the fucking stuff out of this shit. Hmm. Uh, and there's still no reasonable way to earn ticks uh, through regular play um, once you pass a certain level. There's still like all, like it's just the fact that the ticks are the only way to get stuff as it is because you can't reliably make you know crafting materials to make your own shit like it just it is some of the grossest most exploitative fucking cash grab mechanics I've ever seen in a game and it honest to god makes me think I have to uninstall Apex because I straight up uninstalled Overwatch when they did the same thing to be fair I had already been very close to uninstalling Overwatch for a long time. That was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, uh, I don't know if you know everyone will remember. Uh, regular, super regular listeners might remember fucking four years ago. Uh, but I got into the initial alpha phase of Overwatch, like the very first wave, through sheer luck. I didn't even get fucking. We get invited to a lot of betas because we are, you know. Uh, prominence podcasters uh but uh yeah we didn't get fucking i I didn't get invited i just fucking entered the basically the lottery and Hmm. lucked out uh there was no nda i played it pretty fucking steadily the entire time it was coming up uh i was a fan of it and then they just kept doing things that i didn't agree with uh and it kept like shaping in a way that i didn't enjoy i like it you know they they dedicated they sorry committed to um balancing for casuals and esports alike or and competitive like in an even balance which i directly disagree with uh and yeah the emphasis on team play meant that ultimately i felt like i can never fucking successfully carry a bunch of dipshits to a, a win um like without some sort of godlike uh streak in me uh there's only like even then there's only so much you can do the way overwatch is balanced even if you were to twice in a row wipe a team like you're the fucking dps god Hmm. you would still not have success like if you were then to not do it again and your team was still bad you still would not have carried your team to the victory because you would not have made the objective like the 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 way it's balanced is such that there absolutely needs to be teamwork which works for some people but uh i think yeah when they introduced competitive it just turned into a very large source of frustration for me Mm -hmm. uh because i hate i hate my success being tied to just fucking morons. Um, so yeah, when they did the summer Olympic games thing and they said that, you know, this is the only chance you'd ever have to get these items and you could only get them from crates. And also, uh, I believe you could still get duplicate items as well. Yeah. But I didn't like, I thought that the modes, the custom modes was fine. Uh, but like the, yeah, you'd only get them from fucking crates. You could still get duplicates at the time. Like you could yeah. still get duplicates of items, and then they would break down at like half their fucking uh, materials cost. Um, I don't know if you can still get duplicates, but I believe they 
got rid of that. Um, yeah. yeah, like you were just the amount of crates you would have to get in over in that that thing to get like everything was exorbitant, but it was also like just to get the one thing you wanted was out of control. Mm. Uh, and the I think the straw that broke me was I actually managed to get my first legendary in one of those crates and I opened it up and I believe it was fucking gold or materials or whatever it is they used to buy another sure. thing. And it yeah. was, yeah, a legendary amount of fucking whatever that f- fucking unit is, currency unit, as opposed to an actual skin. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm done. I'm done with this mm. fucking game. Uh, like, it's just frustration on top of frustration on top of frustration. I feel like I'm directly being exploited. That's it for me. And again, I feel like I'm being directly exploited. The The flip side is that that was a turning point for me very directly. Uh, if you've ever played PUBG with me, you'll notice that I don't wear any fucking any clothes in game uh, except for what I pick up off the ground. Uh, that is because I have divorced myself from the fucking the cosmetic system. And sure. Largely, I've divorced myself from the cosmetic system in Apex, but it's a lot harder to do with, you know, the way it's set up. Uh, they've they've got a lot of things in there that sort of force you to look at your skins quite often, uh, like the fucking little red dot. I know it shouldn't matter. I know it shouldn't matter. But the reason, like, the reason it does, the reason it exists at all is because it is there to fucking niggle at people who cannot handle having a notification. It's a fucking notification that something has changed about something in your characters, in your Legends oh, okay. list. Yeah. So it's got that little red dot and you click on it and you click on the character with the little red dot and you scroll and you wipe out the red dot and your fucking menu is fine again and you can stop fucking <laughs> turning the lights on and off o- three times before you walk out of a fucking room. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like... It's uh, like I know it's I know it's nothing. I know it's fucking yeah. it doesn't matter and I don't want the fucking skins anyway and I should be able to just let it go but I can't. So then I look at the skins while I'm scrolling through and I see a skin that I, I think is cool and then yeah. it, it I don't I'm never going to like pay for a skin. I'm right. never going to buy this shit but at the same time I know it exists and now I know what it costs to get it. And sure. How like I can't fucking mentally resolve how fucking much that costs because it is just straight up exploitative. It is too much. Two hundred dollars or whatever the fuck it is. Two hundred. Someone on Reddit did the fucking math. It was like I think it was two like forty USD. Yeah, it's fucking insane, right? Like it's too much for a a one week event. It's a week, right? Two two weeks. Two week event. Yeah. Yeah. Not to defend it or anything, but. Going back to PUBG, I think the, the PUBG skins are terrible. Like, every skin in that... I haven't changed my outfit since a year and a half ago. I just wear black. Yeah. Um, and I get uh, crates from the battle point system and yep. just whatever. <clears throat> in that system, you get crates and sometimes they're free. Yeah. Other times, you've got to buy a key to open the crate. Mm. But all the skins are just like... They're just bad. Yeah. Like, most of them are crap. And sometimes it's... Like, I opened one the other day and it was, like, a pair of white sandals or something like that. Yeah. And I get they put themselves in this weird spot where they're trying to go for sort of not over-the-top stuff. But they, at the same time, they are. Like, they have those skins in there where they're really, like, out there skins. Um, 
So anyway, like, I don't think that system's any good at all. I, at I least think the stuff at Apex, I really I like. I like some of those skins. Like, I'll see them and be like, "Cool, I'm gonna use that one because that looks looks good." Um, <clears throat> I'd never like. I don't think I'd ever go buy a crate unless I unless they ditch like the the battle pass system. Like the reason why I used to buy crates in Dota was because they didn't have battle passes or whatever you call them these days so every once every couple of months i'd go fucking chuck them 10 bucks yeah and buy like five crates because i'm like it's a free-to-play game you got I've 10 spent bucks easy a thousand hours in this yeah. game uh and oh by the way i've just gotten an item that's worth 300 bucks in the store anyway yep. um you know just like i'm not i don't care about any of that stuff but i'm always about supporting the game and developers if i put a bunch of money into it then or a little bit of money, then I'm, I'm cool with that. And that's why I put money into uh, Apex for this season, because I was like, it's a free game. I've played 200 hours of it since, what, March? Yep. Since it came out. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm happy to throw it in there, but I think that this is kind of the the line. They have crossed that line yeah. <laughs> and, or, and sprinted past it of like, now they're just taking the piss. Absolutely. Uh, Seven, $8 for a single crate hmm. of random like you don't get to be like i want this skin it could be a fucking music pack for all you know or i don't know what it's split up into but i think there's a chance of you getting an epic or a um a purple or a legendary yep. plus the crown iron crown <clears throat> system yeah which i don't get either um, that's what they, on- that's what they did they did it on purpose right that's why yeah. it's so exploitative they made it unbelievably confusing on purpose to try to make it as difficult as possible to force you into feeling like you may as well just spend fucking money, right? Yeah. Which is just so fucking gross. It is, yeah, fucked. It's so fucked. Um, right. Yeah. Like, there, there's that, the, the way you get the fucking, those coins is by doing challenges. The challenges all have ludicrously like high multi, targets yeah multi-tiered targets the one i the one that is basically free where you start getting iron crown points or whatever they are the one i've got is 20 dailies complete 20 dailies right. so that's basically six days worth of dailies yeah and if you miss a day or if you do what i did last night which was fucking grind out dailies and i missed one by maybe 20 minutes or something right yeah. uh you're in trouble it, it was like um it was something like get five kills with a machine gun or something and i couldn't fucking find a machine gun for the life of me yeah <laughs> um it's classic and, and then there were others in there which were i mean simple stuff like the new ones uh jump through the the iron gauntlet while it's on fire and you're wearing armor yeah something like that like i easy get five knockdowns in the new location like yeah easy um but the fact that there's like reach the top five 25 25 times times, yeah i mean that's possible in in solo it's fine like it's not that it's not that bad right we can do that huh in solo or squads it's in solos no you can do it in squads it's across the entire thing is it yeah i was playing squads last night oh and it was ticking up yeah there's definitely one that's specifically solos. Um, I think that there was get fifty kills in solos. Then, uh, uh, no, I think that's. 
I can't remember, but there is one. I know there was one for like get a top five in solos. Yeah. And I did that one and then it ticked over to get 25 top five. Oh, okay. So, and I think that went to whatever because I was playing, I was playing squads last night and uh, I'm pretty sure it was ticking up. Right. Because I did not do, I was just hot dropping in solos yesterday. Uh, like I was saying in our chat, like, as far as I can tell, every fucking drop is a hot drop. You were saying that you were dropping alone a couple of times. The first five ones I dropped was um, pretty much alone every single time. But then I went and started doing some of these challenges. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to hot drop with everyone. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, yeah, I was just dropping sort of towards the end of the airplane run and yep. just in wherever I could land and, and I would look around and sometimes there'd be one person with me and I'd go get them. Other times it was like no one. I'd just run around. I got a second place. Um, you know, I got a top couple of top fives in there, but I, I got a second place, which I lost extremely badly to a caustic. Because hmm. um, I was like panicking on just trying to keep him focused and outside the circle and eventually I just ran out of ammo. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually fucking dig the pace of the game. Like it's so quick. Solo. It's a lot, yeah. It's a lot quicker than, um, well, at least sorry, it's it's my pace of game where I could just fucking run around and do whatever I want. Like I don't have to worry about other people looting or what they're doing. I can just off you go. See you later. I mean, I I definitely appreciate not having to wait for other people to fucking loot because it drives mm. me fucking bananas. But um, on the flip side, I don't like. It's just so divorced from the Apex experience uh, that I just can't fucking do it i fucking hate it like it is rng is fuck what's like what what you get out of it like what happens is so so rng uh Mm. it's out of control like i like i was saying i was hot dropping a lot i wasn't hot dropping i was just dropping but because there's no longer a team with you a team with you if three people drop in a location that's a pretty fucking that's a mild spicy heat you know yeah. like that's two other it'd be the same as if two other fucking teams landed on you that's a lot of fucking a lot of different targets right and yeah instead of like 12 15 people you know at least you've got their different teams and they're fighting each other whereas 15 people is you versus 15 fucking people yeah yeah it's harder to manage and i i landed at a fucking a pair of houses in the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> and some other cunt landed with me and he got the only fucking gun on location. Yeah. So I had to try and punch him to death. And I fucking nearly did it too. Uh, <laughs> but like, still, like, what what the fuck am I supposed to do? If like, if Look around. Drop, Make sure there's no one with you. I get a fucking... Yeah, like, where was I going to go, right? From there... There's plenty of places. Go north Drop to, at swamps. No one just, drops at swamps. Just arrive late at Skulltown. Actually, my coldest <laughs> drop was at swamps. Um where I've landed like entirely alone. But uh that was another one. I I don't know if uh dear listeners you've looked at my Twitter but I took a fucking screenshot of a solos game that ended at swamps and it mm. ended over the fucking mountain uh between swamps and that little fucking like uh no not swamps the, the hydro dam, the mountain between hydro dam and just sort of a west West of Swamps, there's a mountain there. Yeah, uh, north with of like Hydro. the giant pipes. And then to yeah. the right of that, there's a uh, like a stair staircase that takes you up there. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Ended there. The circle ended over the mountain itself. 
uh, which meant that uh, eventually people were going to get stuck on the wrong side of the mountain. And uh, what happened was uh, three of us were on one side of the mountain and I got fucking boomed because uh, I wasn't paying enough attention. I was too much busy marveling at this fucking this circle and what I was going to do next. <laughs> and then you ended up on the low side. Uh, the, so the dude who killed me, yeah, I would have I wound up on the low side anyway. Uh, um, but the dude who killed me, um, he wound up on the low side of this fucking like massive wall. And yep. uh, so he ran, he, he died to the fucking circle. He actually ran out into the circle to try to get up, but never made it. Like by the time it was just him and one other person left, sure. the ticks were fucking a quarter of a fucking chunk of health each tick. He actually tried to heal through it uh, and yeah, died Struggle. faster than he could heal. Um, like that was pretty fucking, that's pretty RNG. Normally in a, you know, three person team, if that circle showed up, you'd send one person into one half of the fucking circle or yeah. you'd zip line up to the fucking top of the mountain or you'd... on the mountain. Hey? Yeah, yeah. you sit on the mountain, yeah. You'd you'd have some sort of solution, but you don't have that in this. There's like the game is not balanced for solos in any way, shape or form. The map isn't big enough. The locations are fucking clustered, which means that you, you, even like cold drops hmm. will still be kinda hot. Because there is an impetus for people to fucking land somewhere where 60 other cunts aren't fucking landing, right? Yeah. So it's it's super tricky, right? There's there's no way for you to fucking know how things are going to go out. I entered, I went all, I had the entire swamps myself and exited the swamps uh, with blue armor still mm. and uh, ran into the dude... Uh, the dude who got me, I turned on him. Uh, he had purple armor. I still wouldn't have killed him if he'd had blue as well. Uh, I might have killed him if I'd had purple because I would have lived longer. But uh, like, I, if we were both blue, the amount of health he had left, he got the jump on me. He definitely, like, definitely deserved to kill me. I'm not trying to take that away from him, right? What I'm saying is, though, I, I got RNG fuck going through the swamps. Normally, it's not that big a deal because you can sort of manage it because you can, you've got enough opportunities to fucking you know, move on to the next place. But the other thing that's happening is because they've emphasized placement so heavily, what's happening is like heaps of cunts are camping in corners uh, and like waiting. They will, they will die to the fucking zone just to get a kill on you. Like they've, they're heavily emphasized uh, placement and getting a kill uh, to the extent that people are like dog shit going fucking the worst kinds of kills, like just mm. the worst campiest kills, which is something that I've spoken about is a problem in ranked. Uh, the idea that it's divorced, utterly divorced from the regular fucking apex experience, but it's really bad in solos where you don't have an opportunity for a teammate to come in and fucking get you back up or anything. That is your game finished when it happens. And it's infuriating. Uh, you just sort of, Cool. Well, I guess I'm fucking requeuing. I gotta see how this fucking drop goes again. I feel like in the last five, there's fucking three circles left. You've pissed away a lot of fucking time looting the entirety of swamps for you know just to be fucking capped in the back, right? Like, right. it's fucking annoying. Um, yeah, like heaps. Like, I was either hot dropping or looting an area, like looting a bunch of areas and getting top five, and then dying to a camper um it was just it's just not apex it's just check like, your corners 
Yeah, check your corners. Like, of course, right? Like, but how many fucking corners can you fucking check, right? Like, at some point, you've got to fucking be somewhat aware of the dude who's shooting into the fucking, like, at the fucking next thing. Yeah. Some corners that you just don't think are worth, like, why would anyone fucking hide there? (laughs) Well, like, yeah. Obviously, at the end of the day, right, I'm not saying that I don't deserve, I, you know, I deserved to win when I got mm. killed by a camper. I'm saying it's not the Apex experience. Like, it's it's something you'd see in PUBG, and if, it, if you died to in PUBG, you'd be like, well, yeah, I guess that's fine. But the yeah. fucking, the way you move in Apex, the way the game, the pace of the game plays in Apex means that, it, like, it shouldn't have fucking played out that way. And it fucking yeah. feels feels shit man like it just feels like a shitty way to lose yeah and i think that they're going for like a faster paced game on that mode especially like the circle that second circle is super super small and it shows you when you're dropping as well where the circle is yeah um not immediately but i think as the plane run starts yeah as it starts yeah or the spaceship um it'll show you where it's gonna gonna um land i, I had a game uh I think, no, two days ago, three days ago, when I was playing um, with a, uh, a teammate, for some reason, the sec- third dude disconnected. Right. So we just we were just running around, being pretty aggro. I was just following this guy around. And uh, the circle was north side of the map. And we were running into the circle through the caves. <clears throat> you know, in the middle of the map, there's the caves yeah. that sort of split up into three sections near market. Um and there was a fight at Skulltown, and like the circle is coming in, and it's like this, the zone is outside, like Skulltown is outside, and this dude just starts running in <laughs> to the zone. And I'm like, all right, this is what we're doing. And so we get into Skulltown, we, these two teams are fighting. We murdered two teams, just me and him. Yeah. We start looting up, and then we hear, a, I hear a dude walking, like crouch walking, and I start like mashing F, and then like one dude comes running out. We then murder this other guy who must have been in a third team we loot up all that stuff at this point we're we're taking some damage from the zone but we've now we're like geared up because we've just murdered three teams so we got all purples tons of heals ammo um and so we get eventually we get back into the circle and um the the zone is sort of just in the cave entrance as you're going north and uh and like the next one, the next zone is even further north and around towards the bunker is just in. So on the left and you, we can hear shooting up there. And so he then goes outside the zone, oh like outside of bunker. And now we're lighting up two more teams outside the zone and we, we murder all of them. And, uh, but the zone starts coming in and we're taking like a lot of damage now. And he, um, he actually ends up going down cause he didn't have enough time to heal from this fight and i managed i just run past him like as i'm healing up and i run past him and get back into the zone and so this circle is basically um do you know where sort of north of bunker is there's another alleyway and there's uh it's like two elevations like there's like a, a bridge type thing there and then yep. just as the alley ends there's a car that's sort of blocking that area and um so i'm sitting there I run back out the circle, I pick this dude up, and then I run back out, and he eventually goes down a second time. But he's now crawling again, like, he's made momentum, so he's gone all the way from bunker, and he's made it, like, halfway, 
I've picked him up. He's gone back down and like he's still crawling again. So then I run back out a second time, pick him up and he gets back to the car this time. And so now we're both healing like at this car. Like I, you can't do that in solos. You can't yeah. like outheal the circle yeah. because yeah. Anyway, that was a, a cool experience. Awesome. Just me and some random dude. Um, and then we got rolled up by a, a team that must have been running past. Uh. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun game of just killing people outside yeah. the circle. It was just a weird way to play. Um, yeah. The other fun game I had was the first game that I played back the other night after I'd been playing like a week of PUBG. And I just went ham. Like, I think I got 12 kills and I sent you guys a clip of one moment where I think this is like nine kills in and we're getting down to about three or four teams left. And um, we've just taken out two other teams and eventually we're running up to the top right-hand corner of the map and one of our other guys gets in a fight. He goes down and uh, I realize I've got no grenades. So I then run back to the one of the bodies of the guys I've just killed. And I yep. pick up like an arc star. And um, the reason I left the fight was because our lifeline ran over there. So I knew like he was going to be fine. And then I get back to this fight and I see the dude behind the rock like he's about to run out because the lifeline's down there healing him. And so I just fucking ping this arc star. This dude runs and hits him directly on the thing. And as soon as he gets hit, he immediately turns around and starts running the other way. And I've got a wingman and I'm pinging him with the wingman, like three hits. The, the arc star explodes. And then I, I eventually down this dude. Um, it was just like really good shooting on top of a fucking perfect arc star. Like I've, like easily 100 meters plus away this dude um like i'm leading this arc star like you wouldn't believe yeah and then he goes down and then i think i cut the clip at that point but i eventually run up behind um one of our other guys goes down after i think it was a lifeline goes down um and then i finish off that team and then i eventually come back and revive the other two guys and then it's the last squad left and we ended up winning that actual game but um just like awesome moments like that where it's you play a really fast-paced game with just random strangers who are on just the same sort of level as you like fuck it we're just gonna run at everybody and uh it's just constant action for 25 minutes of you know 12 15 kills for like me and then plus whatever the other guys are doing yeah um it's just a different style of play like you don't i don't get that stuff in PUBG. it's very hard (laughs) to do that no, no, I don't either, but I think I actually like that about PUBG, you know, like, I, I like that it's different to Apex, uh, I want Apex to be, you know, high octane, hot drop shit, and high action. Hmm. My problem is that I find it really difficult to switch between the two, I find it really difficult to switch between the pace of both of them, uh, yeah. because bad, well, not bad habits, just habits that I have from one don't that don't carry over to the other sure that lead me to potatoing um so it takes me a bunch of time to fucking reacclimatize to whichever game i'm playing but uh yeah like basically i want PUBG because it's got downtime that's it's got like high action high intensity moments but then it's got downtime and then you know it's got peaks and troughs Whereas Apex is just fucking... Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah, like, 
and it like I found generally that the times when I try to force downtime on Apex are the times when we like when I, I just don't find a lot of success. Mm. Uh, short of having the perfect fucking circle and already having the perfect gear, um, yeah, like then I would be hard pressed to move away. But generally the way apex is balanced like you got to give it I, I, as bad as it is for solos it's really well balanced for the trio game style um i think duos would be like better than solos i know people want to play on their own and they don't have to rely on fucking randoms and some people don't have fucking two friends but like it's just not apex like i was talking to we did some videos with Critical Motion, the um, PUBG streamer for the uh-huh. Chiefs. And uh, in his mind, they could package up PUBG solos and squads and sell them as two completely different games because they are he doesn't play them remotely the same way and they are completely different games in his opinion, like 100% different. Uh, and like... He's got a good point, right? Like they don't play the same at all. The what you get out of solos is completely different to what you get out of um, squads. It's like I was saying the other week. The you know what you get out of third person is completely different to what you get out of fucking first hmm. and stuff like that. Like it's just very different games. Um, that's one of the like one of the things that I'd never really thought about in a battle royale was how just seemingly subtle changes can drastically alter the makeup of the game. And it feels to me like beyond some good alterations to the circle, uh, Respawn didn't really consider how big an impact solo would have solos would have Hmm. on the nature of apex because it is so different. It plays so different and they have incentivized some just, an apex play mm-hmm. uh, through the construction of solos, and now now is the time for someone to start yelling outside my fucking window. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I I think that um uh like it's not this is just a a, and a like a time event. It's, time it's event. not. Yes. I don't think it's coming in for good, right? No, it isn't. But it doesn't like I don't know just. Yeah, it's just indicative of a general lack of understanding, I mm. think, to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to uninstall Apex yet, but they, they're they on two strikes, like 100%. What was the first strike? Uh, I got camp killed, and it was... I was too grumpy about it. Too grumpy about it. Uh, Second strike was the terrible fucking monetization. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, they're fucking... They're on the the brink. Uh, Obviously, I don't think they give a fuck about, you know, one Jobo fucking uninstalling their game. Um, But, yeah, I can't be the only one who thinks this way. I know it often seems like I'm the only one who thinks any way about anything in particular... Uh, but, you know, two years from now when the rest of my games critics peers wake up 
and work out the same things that I said two years ago, you know, like with Hitman or Halo or Call of Duty or Doom or, you know, just, I don't need to go on, but uh, I'm always right. So right. people will eventually work it out and it's not going to be good. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, you seem to be having fun. That's the, like, the important thing is that there are people having fun with it, right? Like, yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm not having fun because A, it's a limited home event. It's not like they change the game solos all the time. And B, uh, that's probably it. Just A. Yeah. Yeah. Did you check out the new area? Yeah. I I don't like where they've put it. I feel like they should have put it in somewhere where there wasn't already something going on. That's, that was a pretty fucking, like, that was a pretty good area in my opinion, as it was already like squished between Thunderdome and Airfield. Um, but that was Skulltown. A, like you've got Skulltown, which is probably yeah. the most popular place on the map. Air, Airfield and, is and second. And then this place. And then, like, Airfield was second. Like, it was the second hottest drop that you could drop. And then, yeah, you've got this between the two. I don't think you're thinning out either. Airfield or, like, people probably just stopped dropping Airfield, if anything. Um... No, they should have dropped it over, done something about fucking swamps. Swamps is fucking 16 kilometers long, and it's <laughs> just tedious ju- as fuck the entire... It's just a swamp. Like, there's not a single good swamp in any game ever, and Apex is no fucking... <laughs> no different. Yeah. Um, yeah, something um, over there. Or something, like, between the giant fucking... That giant space between fucking artillery and... That one compound uh, just north of fucking where they put the cage or whatever the fuck it's called. Hmm. There's about fucking... There's a Queensland-sized fucking space that you could dump something in. Yeah. And they're like, cram it over that side of the fuck, Like, over the side of the map that's got everything already fucking... They did add an extra that giant building down that section. Where? Like where all the um, the hives are. Hives. <clears throat> yeah, the, the section you're talking about, like in the foresty area. Yep. There used to be like a burnt <clears throat> burnt trees and whatnot. I think, it, or, or at least now it's burnt trees. Right. Um, there's a giant building they put in there. Sort okay. of lead, that leads into swamp. And then on the other side is the dam. No, I'm talking about fucking further west. Further talking west. about directly south of the artillery. Yeah, like where the forest out. is. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you're talking about fucking east of... I'm talking about when you keep going. You're talking about east of whatchamacallit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, no the that big fucking chunk of fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. They need to, uh, what, what do you reckon, treetops? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be interesting. A bit of verticality. Mm. Uh, might further exacerbate the pathfinder problem that I think Solos is having. Treetops over at Swamps. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah. As long as you know how to get up to them. Yeah. yeah. Um what was I going to say? Uh well maybe that was it. I can't remember yeah. anymore. Yeah no like I'm oh I'm enjoying it. I was playing uh when I was jumping in squads yesterday just trying to do the get five kills in oh, yeah. uh, uh Octane's gauntlet it's called um, I uh, I dropped it at one point and 
along with half of the server. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I landed at one of the crates, opened it up. There was nothing in there. But there was like three other people at the other crates around me. So then I just ran literally into the middle of the arena, um, jumped on the jump pad and went to... There's like a building um, that's towards like the airport side. It's like a two-story sort of really small building thing. Yeah. And uh, I pick up a Mozambique because... Why not? Of course. <laughs> but I hear that the entire time someone's behind me and um, I'm getting punched while this is going on. Oh, yeah. I end up picking up Mozambique. I shoot at a guy on my right and uh, I turn around. The dude that's chasing me is still fucking chasing me. And eventually I go down. And it was fucking Arthur. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so I jump into his... I I'd fired up and he was streaming at the time. <laughs> like oh he stopped punching me he's like oh was that you like, yeah <laughs> thanks mate let's go <laughs> yeah I, I don't normally see people that i recognize no. like i see names of people that are familiar that i see but yeah that you remember from people other games that we and stuff usually people we play with i don't really no see them much that's true um, <clears throat> just names that like familiar names that are always on top that i yeah regularly see Anyway, like I'm digging the pace of the solo stuff. It's not something that I would jump into all the time. Um, I still liked, like, I, I haven't jumped back into ranked for basically since that sort of launch. But because mainly I'm just doing like dailies and stuff like that. Like I'll just jump in and do some leveling. Um, ranked's an unimaginative grind. Like they didn't it's, it hasn't got proper MMR, so like it's not real ranked. It's just whoever ground that grinds the most, like yeah, will get there eventually. Like yeah. I got no it's time for those skill. kinds of ranking systems. Yeah, I mean, uh, it gets to a point where it, it's skill based because you won't be able to get any higher unless you're getting kills and that sort of thing. Um, otherwise, you just be get. Oh, I guess you can, but it's not going to get you anywhere quickly. It'll take you forever. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but, but that's it. Game, that's the grind. Yeah, land on your own. Try to place in the top ten. No, you got to get top five to get yeah to get kills. to equal out yeah um yeah and get get a couple of like garbage kills it's mm. completely again completely different to the regular apex experience i don't know fucking interest yeah. i think they'll fix it but it'll just take them time it's poorly implemented at the moment yep yep anyway uh speaking of games where you see how like names you recognize all the time in kill feeds pub g uh i've been playing a fuck ton more pub g uh constantly seeing uh like high quality players and uh, freaking out at what's going to happen when I encounter them, and then inevitably they're dead before we run into one another. Um, but yeah, had some like awesome games of PUBG. Had some fucking boners as well. Was playing with the third person crew the other day, and uh, we were playing third person. We had fucking Sandhawk four times in a row. I it hate was broken. Sandhawk, it was broken. Yeah. Oh. Was it like pop and sandhawk the entire night? Right. They were doing um, <clears throat> maintenance. They had an announcement on the page. They were doing maintenance at some stage. Right. And I don't know if they were doing maintenance at the stage where we were playing. Right. But we had we. Did, I didn't get any other than sandhawk that entire night. That's I don't what want was to play popping. sandhawk. I don't yeah. want to play sandhawk ever. I literally never want to play sandhawk. I would be happy to not play Vikendi again as well, but. 
like if I had a choice between Vikendi and Sandhawk and Hitler in a room and I had only two bullets, I'd, fucking sh- I'd shoot Sandhawk twice. Um, <laughs> like, I hate Sandhawk. Uh, so, yeah, we were on Sandhawk because apparently that's all we could have been on. And, uh, yeah, we just had the fucking most... I, I've i never had to carry as hard as I ever did in that game because they just... They just... They, like, your fucking... Your boy who wants to run out into a fucking zone and, and get into a fucking firefight? This sounds like my squad. This is who I need to play with. And the I... dudes. And trying to get us to just get into the fucking zone. And then when, like... So we're running across a sandhawk, and I'm like, okay, we're going to run into Paradise, thinking this is, like, a fucking fair compromise, right? Mm. Like, these thirsty cunts will finally be okay with... Oh, well, we're going to go into uh, Paradise, so at least we'll get some action there, right? Like, I yeah. guess we don't have to run out of the circle to get some action. We just run into the circle. Yep. And, like, it's in the center of the circle. It's Paradise. It's always fucking hot. It's always spicy. They didn't want to go. They didn't want to go. Oh, no, I don't think we should go to Paradise. No, that's pretty... No, what, are we just going to die? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Fuck it. Let's just go in. I just fucking ran off. I'm just like... I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just going to fucking run into Paradise. It was empty. Of course it was empty. There was no one there. Uh Uh-huh. So we had to continue moving on. I got fucking... I think this game, eight kills. Uh, I was fucking smashing. I was smashing uh but it ended north of just north of paradise uh there was no shortage of action like after after we left paradise it was fucking spicy as fuck uh because there was still fucking 30 people left or something yeah. and we were on phase four on sandhawk it's never you never see that many people fucking left uh i think by some fucking random chance, nobody fucking managed to run into one another or something. I don't know what the fuck it was, but yeah, it just started fucking hammering. Yeah. We got second in that game and it was basically just bad luck on my part. I was the last one alive. Uh, I'd managed to, I thought, I thought I knew where the other team was, uh, but it turns out there were two other teams. Right. <laughs> So uh, I like smash one dude, smash the other one, and I'm like, okay, his teammate's got to be over there. But then this the, this last dude was like sort of crawling next to a fucking wall just near me, and I couldn't hear him over the fucking gunfire. And he pops his head up. Third person peeped me and mm. uh, lined me up. In third person, just fucking slammed me. Um, we would have won if his teammate had been. Well, he had been on their team. Because, um, yeah, as soon as I, sh- I killed, like, dropped the second one, they both insta-died, and I was, like, fucking heart going fucking 16 fucking thousand kilometers an hour. Because I'm like, it's a different team! Yeah. Um, ow. Sorry. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Managed to work it out. Uh, with a bullet in my head. Um, so that was good. We had another good one on Miramar. Um, four of us left. Seven people left. Uh, second last phase third last phase second last phase ended on a uh, on a mountain in Miramar Uh, circle landed on either side of the mountain and um, what you do in a situation like that is quite simple is you'd split up you'd send one person over one side of the mountain and send the others over the the other side of the mountain Uh, keep the others over the other side of the mountain and see what happens what if you find solo you just die. Um, <laughs> you probably die anyway to the physics. 
That's true. Uh, like, I'm going to climb the mountain. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to fall down this tiny, tiny drop and die, and break my legs and die. Um, no, what we did instead was uh, we got into a firefight just before the fucking circle, uh, like, closed, and we all got stuck over one side of the fucking mountain, and naturally the um, circle ended on the other side. Yep. And uh, you got apexed, I, bitch. Well, we got apexed, and <laughs> uh, I begged them. I begged them. Uh, begged my teammates to have two of them go north and two of us go south but uh, they figured it would be safer for us all to go south hmm. and uh, yeah uh, there was two and one there were three teams left we came third uh, apparently one was on the northern side of the other circle and two of them were on the southern side of the circle so when I came running around the corner still in the fucking blue and they started to shoot me uh, they very quickly shot all of us because we were all coming the fucking same way in the most yep. efficient path through the fucking blue so we died in the, yeah, in a game that we 1000% should have won uh, but what can you do hmm. nobody wanted to go north um, and I, yeah so what's what's with this team? Are they like purists or something where they've been playing PUBG since the start and this is the way it's supposed to be played in third person? Oh, or? no, this that, that Miramar game, that was first person crew. That was uh, Heath, right. Drew, uh, Zio, and me. Uh, yeah. We just fucked that one up. Um, we should have won it. We'd, we'd done pretty well. We'd fucking... We'd really, like, really owned the fucking, our part of the circle, uh, our, like, entire fucking northern quadrant in the circle, uh, like, just fought everyone off from coming up near us. Mm. We've done it really well. We just fucked up that last bit and screwed it up. No, the third person crew, they yeah, don't the like first boys, person. I don't know about them. They, um, they, I think they just don't like the first person perspective in general. Right. I think it makes them sick or something, motion sickness type shit. So uh, they can't play it. Yeah, that's about it. Um, and I think they like being out to peak, but they they don't play right. Third person, first person, is the is the game mode you'd play if you're going to be like thirsty motherfuckers and chase after every fucking kill because nobody can fucking third person peek your ass, right? Like you can run up to fucking windows and jump over them and fucking like get cunts, right? Mm. But third person, people just fucking hide under the fucking ledges and pop you as soon as they come out. It drives me bananas. I enjoy playing with them because, yeah, it is a different style of game. Um, But, yeah, there are definitely moments where I just get third-person peaked and it drives me fucking nuts. Maybe we need to make, uh, like, rules. Like uh, like when we play Underlords, Mm -hmm. like you're not allowed to use knights, otherwise you're banned. Sure. But in PUBG, after the first circle, you're not allowed to loot in buildings uh, anymore yeah or we can't stay in the same spot we have to keep moving yeah what if we get the perfect circle <coughs> keep moving keep moving yeah right okay okay you yeah. can, you, then you start clearing clearing the uh, the edges of the circle right okay I can dig it like I the, like the uh, no looting except for if you you know short of meds it's probably the only reason you should be looting after a certain point uh, or loot bodies, right? Like, you can loot bodies, but you can't loot Bodies, I think buildings. bodies are fine. Because uh, at that stage, you're getting better loot anyway. Yeah. Like, the whole point of getting kills is getting better loot. Yeah. So. 
It's yeah. the idea of fucking just sitting in houses the entire game, looting, and then not doing anything that annoys the shit out of me. I don't... Like I said, I don't hate, hate it. I like it sometimes. Um, I like the change of pace. But, um, yeah. We definitely, like... We definitely adopt that strategy when playing with Nate. Because uh, he is... He only wants to play Maximum Thirst games. Yeah. He wants the hottest drops. He wants the fucking... Yeah. It's crazy in, in PUBG as well. Because it's not like you can get respawned like you can in fucking Apex. Uh, so the hottest drops don't make any sense to me at all. I don't want a hot drop ever, essentially. Uh, I want a medium hot drop. You know, I want... Uh, Want... You're not learning school, yeah. Hey, you're not, not learning, learning school, school, yeah. Every game, no. But yeah, yeah. I want like some heat. I want to be able to get in some firefights early so that we can like yeah. test ourselves on the battlefield. Because like in Skulltown, uh, in yeah. PUBG, you can land at school, which is Skulltown, and lose a fight but still be able to play. Yeah, because your teammates can get you back up. Whereas in PUBG, if you land at school. Then you're just watching for 30 you're watching minutes. for yeah. The next <laughs> half about half an hour yeah. is you watching a, a Twitch stream, right? Um, so you can do that in in, in Apex yeah. and uh, either have a five minute game or you know get knocked out in two minutes and be respawned three minutes later. Yeah, it's it's fine at that stage. And I think that's where um Apex Apex has um yeah introducing that mechanic is kind of the third person well. crew. We're trying to like uh like spitball some ideas on how a respawn might work and uh their their thought New was plane. well their their thought was uh you had to loot a flare yeah off off your teammate's body and then you could fire the flare up and uh no no i think there has to be otherwise it's just like constantly fucking people coming in all the time unless and there'd have to be a second plane then like you'd have to have a, a timing timing cut off like phase four no more flares like go in right yeah and it's How just one plane that comes in i don't recall we didn't play it was it so another plane might have been because yeah. I, I think they could do it like it's like at the start of an, a phase, phase three or four, right? Anyone who shot up a, pl- a flare or has had a flare shot up hmm. is on the plane and gets dumped, right? Like it's it's a new line on on the on the I don't know center of the fucking circle, right? Uh, sure. And then you get dropped out. Uh, maybe it's some sort of like quick sh- quick falling parachute, so you can't get fucking shot out of the sky before you fucking land. Ideally. Or like, you know, do you think there's... you can move? Yeah, I think you'd have to. Be able to. Yeah, wow. And you still get to like choose when you jump or whatever. But uh, yeah, like you have to be able to spread into the circle towards your right. teammates or something. And I think and, like, they got that in there, right? From the um, the war modes, it's a faster parachute system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When exactly. we used to play, yeah, it was pretty quick. I don't know what it's like now with the revamped parachute system, or if do they still have war modes? Yeah, they still got Warbirds. It might be in custom games or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's in custom games. Yeah, no, that's a really yeah, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, you could do that and just have have the ability to like get back into the fight, but everyone can see where like the body's going down. They can see when the flare was shut up. That kind and they of know stuff. Where teams are. 
And the, yeah, it's it's sort of a subtle indication as to where teams are. I think he probably wouldn't have it in competitive initially, unless it like I think you'd trial it. Yeah, unless it turned out <laughs> it was really good. I think what I'm saying is you wouldn't start off with it in competitive. Don't like Fortnite it up and introduce a fucking mech that is now how people are going to fucking win esports games or some shit. Or a, right? a like giant tank. Or yeah, yeah. Well, the tank's fine. <laughs> Uh, just don't hide behind a fucking hay bale, Luke. I didn't know they could be destroyed. No one told me this. It's like it's like when no one tells us how to parachute. We haven't played for fucking two years. And apparently there's a button you can press to long float. Oh no, just wiggle it. Just wiggle it, they say. Go away. I'm all I'm all the wiggle. I only do the wiggles. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> still on PUBG. Yes. Yes, um, uh, I don't know if there's any changes happening. I guess PUBG Nations was on yeah. over the weekend. Team Australia played horribly. Um, they did one day, which they were pretty good, and the rest of it was trash. Like that last day, I think they they um, 16th, 14th, 14th, and then maybe like a top three or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Um, really poor. That was a great t- tournament. Um Really interesting way of doing it. Uh, yep. Obviously, the ending was Russia coming back from behind. Uh, Korea was basically winning that entire tournament up until the last match. Um, I think it, the very last match was five points difference or something. R- super close. And um, yeah, Korea just decided to play a different... Well, they were both playing pretty passive. Um, Russia and Korea were pretty much the last two teams into the circle, the first circle going in. Like, they just didn't want to engage anybody because they were waiting to see one of the teams get knocked out. Yeah. And then at that stage, they can start playing for... Or they're basically rank tank at this point. Yeah. Um, but then Russia, all of a sudden, like, found themselves in positions where they could get kills and they started engaging in fights. And all of a sudden, they were up five points because they're getting kills and... Korea's in the forest hiding in tree like yeah. they're they're in bushes just hiding um and then they ended up getting I think not like two kills or something like that and then sandwiched between a couple of teams um and at that stage they got knocked out and it was pretty much Russia's game because they were still going for kills and like they'll be inactive and I'd and love to see PUBG pivot towards <clears throat> having coaches that are watching Mm. like live watching like counter-strike style uh who are making like have coaches who are shot calling are they allowed to call during the game though i don't know that's what i'm saying right i think they should pivot to having them be allowed to call during the game because then you like it's it's not even like counter-strike which is it's good for for like just basic tactics and Mm. strategy management but this would be meta management, right? This would be great for, like, the South Korean coach could be, like, watching the kill feed and being like, okay, yeah, Russia's but... two kills up. You guys have to make some moves. Uh, or, like, we can afford to lose... If they go one more kill up, hmm. like, we are at a huge deficit and we need to chase. Or something like that, right? Like, it'd be such a huge change to a player 
coach, like the in-game leader role at the moment is sort of trying to manage all of that stuff all at once. Yeah. I don't think the Nations Cup is necessarily the format for it because uh, I don't think it was in, like it was competitive, but it wasn't uh, competitive by nature. It was sort yeah. of anti-competitive. Yeah. Sorry, it wasn't a fan competition. It was all-star uh, players voting for each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like it'd be such an interesting way for the game to evolve to require a different sort of thinking that didn't necessarily hinge on like mechanical skill yeah you could see it'd be a long-term solution for uh early players like i'm just i'm just trying to imagine what happens when the likes of zoid right stop being able to like hit their shots as much right because uh, he's obviously a fantastic shot caller, a, a really, really good fucking um, like playmaker, hmm. as evidenced in the GLL, right? But uh, at some point, you know, you your mechanics slip away from you, and sure. what do you do then, right? Like esports has never really answered that question, except for Counter Strike. Uh, it's unusual to see coaches all that often right like well, i guess dota as well like um, but the PUBG nations had coaches yeah but they weren't allowed to talk during the thing right yeah i think and that's fair though it doesn't i don't know man. they can like, they they get the while the teams are playing you've got that 30 minutes or whatever the period of the gameplay is and then after that you go and talk to your coaches um that's after the fact. That's just that's a recount. That's just breaking shit down. Coaches in sports can talk to their fucking players. Yeah, generally it's during a timeout. Like they're not actually on the floor. There's normally a LeBron James on the floor leading that team, or a point guard, or someone. You can still hear your fucking coach <laughs> from the fucking. You can. Sideline. Yeah. What if they're on the sideline? You're like, yelling out like, I don't know. But that'd be fucked up because they'd that be like, be fucked up, behind it? you." Yes, it would be. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'd be fucked up, but my solution kind of works, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Yes, it yeah. does. But I think that's because of the nature of the game as well. You, we'll talk about it later, but like the, the OG documentary looking at uh, like how coaches work in that game is completely different to... Yeah. Um, not completely different, but they're doing a lot more high-level stuff compared to what's going on in these games. Like They've just got to know drops and styles of play like where teams are dropping and that sort of but thing they'd be whereas... encouraged to actually pursue that level of information like it would but be uh, more... you're talking about like looking at a kill feed and, and trying to just work out scoring differences between two teams like whether that's they one one aspect of what they would be doing they'd also be looking at the kill feed and be like okay well uh we know that um taiwan dropped here Hmm. and uh, Australia dropped here. So if Taiwan just sh- shot them, then either Taiwan's moved down here, so they'll be at this compound, or Australia has moved this direction, so they'll be like, now we know, we have a better idea, understanding of where Australia and Taiwan are, right? Uh, and from there, we can uh, interpret that information yeah. to work out that, you know, maybe Finland is here, Germany might be like, Germany just got a kill, so... You know, they they just clash with South Korea. They must be down here or something like that, right? Like, there's a lot of extra information that a kill feed can give you that yeah. you might not be immediately equipped to fucking know. But 
someone like this is the sort of shit that like a coach in Dota would be doing, right? They would be like, well, we know that they, you know, favor this pick after picking Pudge. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to, they're probably going to do this. We want to ban this. Uh, or we want to counter pick this, right? That's the sort of shit that I'm thinking that a high level coach could actually bring to the, a shot calling coach could bring to the table that just isn't possible for a player who's attempting to also not die hmm. in a game of PUBG, which is obviously the ultimate risk at all times. Yeah, like, I just think there's so many, like, such an opportunity to really revamp the way a single game plays out if the person making the, like, calling the shots is actually has all the information that they need, like, all this extra information at hand. I think it'd be huge. I don't know, I think it might be a logistical challenge. Yeah. Uh, uh, in that, you know, either you need a PC to, to sequester them at, uh, to make sure that they're not screen shitting on anyone, uh, or, you know, just have or looking at the audience getting tells from people or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like you'd have to, like, there'd, there'd be some tricks to solving it, but like all communications is done digitally anyway. So it's not like that's a huge problem. Hmm. You could absolutely just. Chuck them in a fucking hotel room. They don't need to or be... Or just give them a, like a, another computer and have them be a spectator. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, just have them locked in on that team. Yeah. Um, keep them in first-person view. They can still do... Like, they can still... Like, there's no... Mark locations on the map. And... There's no dead talk rule uh, like there used to be in fucking ancient, ancient times Counter-Strike and shit. So, like, they could still, like, call out, oh, did you see that person or whatever, yeah. right? I don't think there'd be a problem with that because everyone on the team can do that when they're dead. So, yeah, I think it'd be a fucking revolution in the way the game played out. Basically, then I could be a coach. <laughs> I'm trying to... Just trying to make a situation where I can obviously coach an esports team. Right. And be the best at it. And I would be the best. Yeah. I'd obviously be the best. We'd win yep. every fucking chicken dinner if everyone would just do what I said. And also I could shoot better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, the I thought it was a good tournament. I watched a bunch of it. Um, I watched all the games in the last day and most of the games in the other days. But yeah, it was uh, it was fun, fun to watch. A bit disappointing Australian team. Yeah. I mean, coming from the last big tournament where our guys played pretty well like a top three finish and then turning up at this one and it was just this yeah it was they just like, didn't have the team yeah. synergy that they clearly clearly have established over yeah. a long period and of one time. of the players put, had to drop out quite early to the tournament yeah and so there was a a, a sub that played in yep. but either either way um well i thought it was it was well done yep um i i didn't like like the, I don't like the fact that it's so hard to gain any information about some of these tournaments. Like, I want to know what the scoring system is. Yeah, I still don't know what the scoring system is for that yeah, whole tournament. I, I couldn't find it me. anywhere. Like, I know what the scoring system is for the PUBG stuff overall because you can go to their website and be like, yeah. "Here's their official tournament rules." But nothing that I could find about PUBG Nation said like, "Oh, we're using the same scoring system." It was just, and it didn't seem to be the same <clears throat> scoring system. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that was kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, I think it's due for like, this is the, um, the, their international is coming up, right? Their big tournament in, uh, yeah. they announced it. It's October or something like that. It's going to be something in like LA yeah. and then I think San Francisco. Yeah. You'll be there. Yeah. I might be able to get tickets. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping once that has finished, then it's like, all right, we're going to have a month off and then we're coming back and here's the fucking meta change. Like yeah. what, what happens in Dota where they just like, just blow the game up and yeah. it's a completely different game for, like, I would like to see them be like, all right, we're trialing uh, respawns. It yeah. might not work, but at least they're trying stuff. Like there's, there's been things introduced into Dota 2 that is like, that is fucking crazy. Like completely changing maps and, adding in new mechanics like ping systems and whatnot and they're like a staple of the game now they're adding like items you can find on the map in League of Legends I don't know if you saw that no that sounds dumb people are writing no Um, I mean but there's items in Dota like the the uh, your bottle runes and things like that I guess there's runes in in League as well I feel like there has been I've seen runes are different Mm. to what they are in Dota but yeah Anyway, I mean, it just keeps the game fresh. Yeah. Oh, there's got to, yeah. You gotta, as opposed you... to being like, we're going to change the damage on this gun and the, and the bullet velocity and the recoil. Yeah. You got to play a sandhawk now. Um, maybe, maybe limit the amount of grenades you can have. There seems to be a lot of grenades going in these games. Oh, yeah. Like tons of grenades. Um, I don't know what do you do, like limit them to two or three. Two for each category. Just make them way more, right? Yeah, I guess so. Make a grenade way more, and then. But then you're a grenade guy, so Joba can no longer hit his shots. So he's just carrying grenades, and that's all he's carrying. No I guns. <laughs> you just forget. Forgets me the fucking world championships, so I can't fucking complain. Yeah. Um, I'm good at throwing grenades in PUBG. I don't like. Every, like that'd like I'd be the fucking Steph Curry of this shit. Everyone'd be like, nobody, nobody uses grenades anymore. I believe they they're call too them heavy. Kobe's. And then I just start fucking <laughs> swishing, fucking popping, fucking nonstop grenades. I don't carry any guns because it weighs me down. I'm just fucking pinging grenades all over the fucking place. Sometimes Molly just just to fuck people up, throw them off. Yeah, mm. yeah. don't worry about me. I'll get there. Um... <laughs> We've we um we're at a grave danger of um going extremely long. Are we? Yeah. Aaron, fifteen. This is easy. Easy. Probably let's talk about underlords. All what I'm saying is let's stop talking about fucking PUBG <clears throat> and Apex and Apex and talk about underlords. Yeah, be playing a bunch of underlords still. You're actually really good at underlords. Uh, I'm I don't not. mean to sound it, say it with like so much surprise in my voice, but you're actually quite good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were playing uh, last night. Uh, you you won a game against uh, boss level players. I um, did, yeah. After you guys left, uh, it was me and JB and Squirrel, and Squirrel didn't reply. So we yeah. kicked him out of the team. Sure. And uh, JB and I match made and got in a fucking match made against the entire team on like six other big boss players including JB who was also a big boss meanwhile I'm sitting in smuggler yeah. um, 
because I'm I'm in Elo Hell and can't get out of there. Yep. Due to everybody in that rank using fucking builds on Reddit. Yep. That I can't beat because that's not the way I play the game. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, we jumped into Big Boss, and I'm just like, I'm just gonna play the way I normally play. Yeah. And I just I didn't destroy, but I think I won by like 40 life or something like that. I don't know. That's pretty destructive yeah um i think jb and i were top three yeah nice uh you built you built an invincible pudge at one point that was when we were was, playing yeah when i was spectating <laughs> yeah. still um yeah pudge has too much health eh? pudge has too much health no it's because what i had on him no even what did you have on him a I fucking th- it might have been blade mile or um Health regen, one of those two, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure you had blade mail, and that doesn't add any armor. Like, it's literally just reflect damage. Yeah. It doesn't remove damage. No. Like, you still cop the same amount of damage. He's got yeah. 5,500 health at three stars. Yeah. And you compare that to Axe, who's literally only useful as a tank. Yeah. Uh, can't get kills even at three stars. Hmm. And he's got punches literally double the health. I think it also helped because I was running warriors. And so I had like bonus 15 armor or something like that. Because someone else had a pudge later on that we played against. I think it was Gavin. And I just melted his pudges. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) His pudge was disgusting. It was. He had so many kills. The amount of times when he was literally the last one left against like five people and he just like wander around and fucking hit them and then like hook some like healer and then just like squishy them down and you're like, why didn't he fucking open like this? But like by the time he got to the point where there's only a pudge left, everyone on their team had taken enough damage that he could just sort of like two hit them. Yeah. It was like when you kill the one you want, you killed potato before you killed tomato and you're like, well, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have just, I just get RNG fucked in that game so often. So often. I don't know how to manage my RNG around, around that. Like there, there's different, definitely a, a point in every game where I feel like I can't, like it's too, way too late to pivot away mm. from what I'm doing. I'm, I'm not forcing, right? Like, I'm not forcing anything in particular, uh, except for the lols. Uh, but like, I've definitely come too far. Like last, last night we were that, that second game where we played like five of us and oh, no yeah, AI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like three of us went fucking brawnies from the get go. And I should have pivoted away from brawnies immediately, but we have a rule that nobody's allowed to go knights. And the only other thing I was getting served up was knights. So I'm like, well, I might as well just keep going fucking brawnies. Um, I think I went brawnies after you. I think I went brawnies at like level eight or something like that, really late because the thing I was going just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Well, yeah, brawnies was rough for me as well. I didn't get a fucking. I think it was like round twenty before I got a fucking two star beastmaster or something. Oh, was it an axe? Or? No, I got an axe really early. All right. Axe, Axe was getting all my kills. Axe yeah. was fucking... That's what you don't want. <laughs> buffed up. No, it wasn't ideal, but like... I mean, it's good for him to tank, but he's not doing any damage. And even, even like, with him, I think he had, like, 40 kills, hmm. and he still didn't have... And I had four fucking brawnies, and it still wasn't... Yeah. It still didn't rival Pudge. Like, 
That's yeah. I mean, he's he'd be good. You you get him buffed up and chuck a blade mail on him. Yeah, and then it doesn't matter if he can do damage or not because everyone Cause he's else reflecting is, a bunch of damage. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, fair enough. And you just look at the bar graph and be like, "There's the blade mail. Yeah. It's doing its work." Um, yeah, um, but yeah, like that. Like by the end of that game that we were playing, so I went out second, I think. Um, like I was literally just praying hmm. for. I had three star axe, three star. Um, spin to win juggernaut, juggernaut yeah. uh, and a uh, three star tiny uh, um, I had a I had a good team comp like yeah. it, it made sense I could have used an enigma pretty much uh, for that warlock synergy warlock primordial synergy uh, to go with the the tiny but otherwise yeah I'd, I think it was like three warriors three hunters including a medusa an early medusa um and i had like two two warlocks with my who's that green dude green warlock dude green warlock yeah green and pink necro necro he heals yes but i had that fucking all healings cut down that's just why i didn't didn't want him but he he does a lot of damage as well and a lot of heals yeah yeah um yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what I was supposed to do. I was literally just waiting on the last pieces of my fucking other... Like, I had two Tidehunters, but I couldn't find the third Tidehunter to get to two star. Two Necros, yeah. but I couldn't find the third fucking Necro. Um, two two-star fucking Beastmasters and another Beastmaster, uh, but I couldn't find the other Beastmasters. And I literally just spent, like... At some point, I'm just like, well, like, what are my options here? I've got to find one of these pieces because I can't pivot in any direction apart from miraculously finding an enigma. Uh, so I've either got to roll for an enigma or I roll for the last Necrophos, hmm. or the last Tidehunter, or the last two fucking Beast Bastards. Uh, I just got to roll, right? Like, because I was losing too fast to be able to like just level up and power yeah. through. What what the fuck are my options, right? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know what to do at that point. Like, do I just fucking roll and see what happens? I think I think that's the right play, right? Like, you are supposed to just try to roll your way to something better. Hmm. I was at like level eight, so I was the chance of me getting a fucking enigma was pretty Very fucking lucky. slim. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I spent thirty fucking gold, and I didn't get a single one of those pieces hmm. at all, and then I lost. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's the point where I'm getting to now. Is um, I'm starting to understand the tier system a bit more, and when I should be rolling as opposed to leveling. Yeah, uh, especially if I'm like, well, I'm, I want to get this three star level one bat ride or something like that. Like understanding that it's not worth me leveling up. Like it's better for me to just roll yeah. and get that. Cause if I level up, then I'm probably not going to like, I'm lowering my chance of getting that. One goal, so. Yeah. So that's the point where I'm at now is like trying to figure out when I should be swapping shit out. And like when I'm gone for something else. And my biggest issue is that I like playing different builds 
Like I'll yeah. just I'll just jump to to a game and just grab a bunch of random heroes. Maybe that's why I'm so fucking low in in smuggler and can't get out of it. But I just I just like playing random stuff. Like the big boss build that I was playing last night was just fucking like six different synergies. It yeah. wasn't like I'm going all trolls and then we'll see what happens, which is what I see a lot of in like the games that i play like yeah everyone's playing like there's four guys playing troll knights people just force troll knights or nine elusives or yeah elusives assassins yeah everyone's gone uh yeah nine assassins and i'm just like man that's just so boring to me i don't want to play it that way i just i like just figuring things out and being like what will combine with this other person yeah um yeah it's just not my style of play it's just like doing that every game must get so fucking boring to play (laughs) Yeah, which is I was talking to Jung about it the other day, because um, Jung's a big boss addict as well. Yeah, um, and I could probably like if I just sat on. He sent me a like a Reddit uh, or a video or something that sure. was linked on Meta, uh, Reddit about like this is the current meta for the last week. Like this is what you should play, and I'm like, that's not fun. <laughs> like no. if this is what I should be playing. Yeah, I don't want so to in that. order to level up, uh, then that's not cool. Like, I want to be able to just uh, like that's what's so cool about watching Dota Two is that there's 130 different heroes and you can only pick five of them, and it's how do we win with these five? And you know, the other team has a chance of banning them, and that's why you see all these awesome combinations. Obviously, there are you know high tier heroes that you kind of want to play that eventually throughout a tournament or a meta people figure out but then on the odd occasion things come out and people try different you know through that tournament different styles of play and yeah it's about like figuring out what that is and because there is such a like a deep breadth of characters you can pick pick from yeah the stuff you don't see before oh you haven't seen but yeah i mean we see this every week but if they get to the point where they can release new heroes um then that will sort of lower the dramatically alleviate the problem yeah Yeah. and to the point where it's you are playing it more like a game of poker where you're trying to figure out the best way to work this sort of synergy of characters that you've got and whether you should swap something out as opposed to just being like well i can easily build four uh you know four or five of this character and then get to you know the the max Playing with the cards you're dealt as opposed to just fucking drawing new ones. Yeah, until you, until you get them all that you want. Get your fucking, yeah, five of them. Yeah, like, oh, I've got my six assassins, so I'm good now. We're, yeah. we're good to go because I've re-rolled. I mean, occasionally you're obviously going to get fucked by RNG, but you can, at that stage, the chances are so high that you can just manage it most, most of the games. Yeah. And to me, that's just not fun. Like, playing the same thing over and over again is just too repetitive. Yeah. So, anyway. yeah, it's, it's well, it's just straight up not what I've generally found fun in, in auto chess as a genre. Yeah. You know, it's counter to what I found fun in auto chess when I originally started playing it. And yeah, it's just. Ugh. That's why I like um, wacky rules. No knights when no we play knights. a game. Maybe, no. maybe we can change it sometimes. No, I don't know. No assassins or no trolls. You've, have, have you seen those like. People have those fucking grids where... Oh, they... Yeah, they were doing that last night. There was one dude I kept playing against where his positioning was, like, all over the... Like, I usually just fucking dump him in a corner or, like, you know, uh, I'll have my warriors up the front, my damage towards the back, 
and I'll shift them to one side of the board depending on like who I'm fighting against. Like if I need yeah. to be up close because I'm up against warriors and they'll be out there or if I'm, I'm playing against mages and I position on this side. But these guys are like individual squares and I, I'm just destroying them every time. I'm like, whatever you're doing is not working, dude. Just, yeah. just give up. Um, there were some games later on where I was getting in trouble by uh, a mage composition. Oh, yeah. So all I did was just split them up, like moved a couple to the right. Yeah. And they they couldn't do anything because they, you know, more my guys weren't sitting in one area. Like yeah. that sort of stuff I can understand, but it's the bits and pieces where it's like weird characters in certain spots that I haven't looked into at all because I'm not at that nerd, yeah. nerdiness of the game <laughs> yet. And I don't see any of that stuff in my level at least. No. Uh, it's not what I was talking about though. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking I about was, I was talking about those, uh, I know what you were talking about. Like grid positioning fucking, of the yeah, characters. Weird positioning. Yeah, it is odd. Uh, I've definitely seen a bunch of it. Um, uh, I, I, it, it's never worked as far as I could tell. I've never seen it work, uh, but I've definitely seen it happen. No, I was talking about those grids that people have for like PUBG where they roll a dice and it tells them where they're landing. Maybe we could make oh. a grid for yeah. Underlords and we roll a dice and it tells us what you're not allowed to fucking build towards in a game. Right. No elusives, no assassins. And it'd be like an interesting meta game because you'd have to fucking, you'd be able to like, well, there's no assassins, so welcome to fucking Mage Town, cunts. Oh, it's just or trolls, like that, troll right? nights like, every game. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Except for when it's not. You should have, yeah, we'll, we'll just have like It'll be a grid of nine, and four of the squares will have no fucking troll knights. <laughs> no troll knights, and then uh, one square will be no dragon knights, and then, uh, yeah, the other four, four squares can be whatever you want. I don't care. Like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, which is, um, the there was one team in our group, which was JB, who went trolls. Sorry, who went knights. We actually played knights. Yeah. Um, I had two knights, which was from just a random composition I had. Yeah. Because uh, I had one, two, three, four, five. I had six synergies by the end. Nice. Um, and two points in, in knights. But that's a weird game for me because usually there's like three teams with full knights on them. I'm like, oh, yep. cool. Anyway, I'm just, yep. um, JB sends us a link to they're changing the way matchmaking works. Yeah. In group competition. So if I was to play with big boss or, you know, higher ranked players and, and I beat them, then I get more MMR, like a better ELO system. Yeah. Which is good because I don't get. I think I got less points because I was playing with a team. He said I should have got 150. I got 115. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So I, I, do, be- I do think it, it reduces the amount of points you get. Yeah. So I yeah. beat all these guys and. It was worth nothing. I didn't get nothing. <laughs> worth nothing. <laughs> yeah. Ow. Yeah. Good times. They yep. desperately need new heroes. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say it every week until they fucking add new heroes. Yeah, and you know what they'll do? They'll add like two. Yeah, like, and then and they'll, they'll take say one. it every fucking week. <laughs> they'll take out like Enchantress <laughs> and you're like, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> she's useless. Um, all right, uh, just quickly, I've been playing a little bit of Alan Wake, um, gearing right. up for Control. It's coming out really soon. Right. Um, it just kind of reminded me because it was free on the Epic Store recently. Oh, yeah. I already had a copy on on Steam, but I just wanted to jump in and check it out. That game's still really good. Free. Sorry, wanted something free, eh? Yeah, but I already had it, so um, 
I just figured I'd install it and have a look. Uh, yeah, so it's it's still really good. The the story, uh, like the writing, is well done, and just the um, like the presentation of it. You can like it's a seven year old game, something like that. Yeah. Um, and just the way that it's sort of presented in the the TV like serial type storytelling. Yeah, you, you no no one does that. Um, except for like. I guess maybe your Telltale stuff when they were doing that. Like I know, yeah, I've never really true. played a lot of that, but um, I think even it's... like Hitman when it was episodic wasn't didn't play to the episode style. Every game wants to be a uh, fucking blockbuster cinema. Yeah, no, but the landscape of how we ingest <clears throat> entertainment has changed, mm. and I think the episodic TV style is a really interesting way to approach it as long as you don't re- like release it episodically or else I won't fucking touch it until it's all out yeah um but the fucking the other hand on the other hand I don't watch TV anymore until it's all out I only just started Barry yeah uh because it's finally fucking all out and like yeah like it's it's there's literally there are only a few things that exist now where you have to fucking watch it when the episode comes out and it's mostly just to avoid dickholes spoiling shit for you on Facebook mm. um and now the Game of Thrones is over. It's all done. It's over. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. Need to watch anything on time anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I think that's a really good point. I'd love to see more gamers experiment with that style because hmm. uh, it's it is literally an entertainment format. You know, it's um, it's a way we ingest entertainment. So I don't see why you wouldn't. It's weird that a game about a dude who writes books. Yeah. Would use that style. But it always like every time they do it, it's sort of on this like cliffhanger mm. or like a pivotal part of the story and they kind of ended on that and they bang out with the song that starts up and then the the logo um comes in and well as well uh, and then you know you start the next chapter of the game or the next episode and it's like previously on alan wake and it like recaps yeah. what's happened that stuff's really cool because you're like yeah. oh yeah that happened and this is sort of leading up to this bit and this bit's important here um yeah it's an interesting tone to sort of approach a game that way and i think they tried to do it with um quantum break but it didn't work there i know i never played because they ended up with like a literally a 30 minute cutscene at the end of each each uh, episode oh really um, yeah i got no time for that that you would watch a it wasn't a cutscene it was an actual like a, a film a tv show yeah. yeah um so anyway i like the the presentation is is done really well the uh, the tutorial at the start of the game does not hold up. It's presented really weirdly. It's kind of like a dream sequence that sh- sort of explains like you need to use the flashlight to to get rid of the darkness, and then you can shoot them with a revolver and whatnot. And then the game sort of starts where you're like you're on the boat with your wife, and it be- it really slows down into like this uh, you know going to the diner and finding the keys to the lake house uh, and like that felt like it should have been the start of the game and then really ramp up from there as opposed to this like dream sequence where it teaches you how to play the game don't think that um and it might have been the criticism back when i first played it but i don't think that is done uh very well but otherwise yeah i like obviously some of the mechanics are old ish but i'm still like digging playing it i'm enjoying um like all the narrative stuff that's in there, it's it can be quite challenging at some parts in terms of the the combat and whatnot. Trying to figure out what you should run away against or mm. run away from and what you should engage. 
Um, and just like the story beats, like remembering pivotal moments or like there's going to be an enemy inside this bathroom. Like I remember this part. It like jumps out at the door when you do the thing and then come back. Um, it's just got some really memorable moments in that game that stand out. So I'm really looking forward to Control. I've heard mm. some good things about it. There was a um, a uh, session last week, I believe, preview session. I was yep. not around, so I didn't go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw a bunch of articles that go up. People are pretty, pretty pumped about the game. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm cool. uh, definitely, definitely keen to play that one. Nice. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, let's see. Hunt Showdown. All right. We talked about uh, this a while back. Ages ago. We talked about this ages ago. But yep. uh, it's it's coming back into the fore because it's about to release yep. quite soon. Uh, they added a new mode. They did, but we didn't get to play it. Um, so this is the... Does it say when, when it's out? August 27. Um, so this is the horror based first person shooter bounty hunting game yeah like a western aesthetic to it but not yeah like um hillbilly swamp people yeah um do they do good swamps mm, i guess <laughs> i guess it's a good point yeah um i was actually fascinated by the fucking the the setting for for a long time because i think it's it's a really you know that american folklore style um of the you know depression era uh drifters i think it's you know it's inherently romantic or romanticized uh so there's you know there's a lot of appeal to the idea of just you know picking up sticks and fucking putting everything in a bindle on a stick and going for a fucking walk but uh yeah, this is a very um, gritty, mm. uh, ugly version of that sort of uh, concept. Uh, yeah, where shit's like run down and yeah, everything's like the everything's sort of broken down and and wrecked and nothing really works the way it should. And uh, also, there's fucking monsters everywhere. Um, so. We we jump back into it. Uh, it's way more uh, complex now than it used to be, yeah. um, but it's also a lot easier, which is weird. Weird. Um, the it's more complex because there's a lot more special enemies where you've got to really know what you're doing to take them down. Sure. Um, so you can't just sort of, um, you know, it used to be just a lot of fucking these basic zombie type enemies that you could just walk up to and fucking cleave in the head once or twice and they go down and you move on. Yeah. Um, Cause like yeah. a lot of the weapons are very one shot reload, yeah. you know, shotgun two two shells reload type. Yeah, exactly. Type stuff. And so, yeah, you, you'd, you'd be very capable of taking down some of these easy, simpler enemies, but now there's a lot more complexity because a lot, you know, there's a lot of, more challenging enemies uh and there's a lot more of those special enemies as well so there's you know the armored dudes and the big fat guys and the bee lady and the dogs and all that kind of stuff uh fire guys and uh there's there's stacks of them like Mm. you can't just rely on just sort of busting through a fucking area anymore um 
the sorry to, if if you don't know what the hunt is, I didn't explain it fully. Uh, the idea is you you are a hillbilly bounty hunter. Uh, you go into a fucking swamp and you go kill a bounty, uh, some sort of giant monster, and then you have to escape. The trick is that there's theoretically uh, a bunch of other players running around in the swamp with you, uh, and they're going for the same bounty mm. uh, at the same time, and only one of you can get out with the bounty. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a zero-sum game. Someone has to lose right. uh, if, if you intend to win. And, um, yeah, so it's sort of uh, an interesting PvE, PvP experience uh, where there's a lot of tension and you're constantly afraid of what's around the next corner because there's a chance that if it's another player... Um, they might, you know, just shoot you and take what's yours. Uh, and there's also an element, add a layer of permadeath, yeah. uh, where you lose the character that you've built um, if they die. Uh, they've changed that a little bit. You don't have permadeath. You don't lose the characters that die until you're rank 16. You gotta buy insurance. Uh, you do not have to buy insurance. <laughs> <The characters>. uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, you don't, um, yeah, you don't lose your characters until rank 16 now. Uh, you don't gain ranks all that fast. It's sort of a, uh, you know, you get a, I'd say probably 20 games to learn how things work without having to risk your characters. You know, yeah. you can build them up into something. So it gives you an opportunity to actually learn how the, uh, character per character progression system works and all that kind of stuff. Um, the other thing that is going on is it also put you it'll put you in a game even if there's nobody else, right? Which is dumb. Uh, you don't know that there's nobody else, but uh, you can you can you can make an educated guess if uh, it says waiting for play. If you load in and it says <laughs> waiting for players, mm. and then it stops waiting for players the moment the other person on your team loads in. Uh, you know, maybe the other people playing also have great computers. That's not how it works in literally any other fucking game uh, where, you know, Rainbow Six, you'll have someone playing fucking Rainbow Six and trying to load it on their fucking potato machine uh, for 40 fucking minutes. Uh, but maybe, maybe only, you know, really high quality computer owning people play the hunt or more likely you're in the game alone and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Um, so from that perspective, it's a lot easier. I mean, I feel very confident. Uh, as soon as I've determined there's nobody else in the game, I yep. always I always feel very confident about how I'm going to go about it. It doesn't really like the AI is not challenging enough to really make it that big a deal. Yeah. Um, uh, even you can exploit the fuck out of the boss. Uh, I just they're still on them. like paths and shit like that. Yeah, they still move on paths, and yeah. you can just sort of stand outside at the, the door to the boss room, shoot it, and then stand behind the fucking door and yeah. wait for it to move on, stuff like that. It's not a big a deal. Um, which is a bit of a bummer. On the flip side, uh, it still feels like, like it looks gorgeous. It runs so much better. Holy shit. It used to barely get 30 frames when we first started playing it. Mm. Uh, but now it's... I think it was 80 frames and yep. I believe that they're further optimizing it for release. 
So it should be around 90 to 100 by the time it actually launches. Um, and that's on my 1070 and stuff on a 4K screen. So uh, it's probably even better for other people. Um, I'll just lower it to 60 and G-Sync myself to 60 probably. Yep. Um, if I continue to play it is the thing. Uh, I definitely want to play it more. Um, I'd love to play it with, you know, people knowing now that we're not risking any characters. I'd love to play it with uh, the way we play PUBG when we've got more than four people where we all jump into a server at the same time. And yeah, just sort of go our separate ways. We were playing it that way when it first went into open beta or something like that. Yeah. Uh, When it was 2v... Uh, teams of two like duos yeah exactly um I, I don't know if they did they have um like id tags at the bottom of the like the list to tell you what you were ser- server you're in or no i don't, I don't think so how no. we were doing it i think we were just rolling the dice yeah by the map yeah um but yeah like <clears throat> that's a that's a fun way to play it like just sort of Competitive to borrow a word from another game yeah. um yeah i don't know that's that's basically the only way i see myself playing it though because if nobody else is playing it in our region uh then there doesn't seem to be much points yeah i mean like it, you said it's coming out in two weeks so maybe things there'll be a strong uptick yeah. in playtime yeah people jumping in uh, have they added more objectives into the game because when we were playing it was really finding clues to find the contract, the big contract. Like, is there yeah, anything that's else that's around? No. Because I think the other bits were, uh, like, the little ads that were sort of roaming around, like the other enemies, the monsters. There were sometimes higher level monsters that you could sort of kill that get you more points. Those are the specials. You see, like, there are a lot of those, and yeah. you do still get points for killing them. Uh, but most of the time, unless you're certain, you can take them down really quick. Uh it's, you're better off just sort of avoiding them because right. you know, it's still a resource management management game, right? So I think I, you can only... I had a shotgun and I could only carry fucking 12 shells for the fucking thing. Um, I need 12 shells to kill the fucking last boss. So, yep. um, well, I need more than 12 shells. I need fucking all my shotgun ammo and all my pistol ammo uh, to kill the boss. So, yeah, like, you, there are... I think there are insta kill ways for all of them but like you gotta try and figure them out <laughs> yeah you gotta know them which is part of the learning experience yeah. and stuff like that yeah what about um the I mean the problems we were having when we were playing it was nobody wanted to do the objective they would just sit outside the the room and wait for someone else to do it and then kill them they did something to fix that but I can't remember what it was oh that's right now when you um now when you kill the boss, uh you get this uh enhanced sight. Right. So the sight that you use to see um clues yep. becomes enhanced and now uh enemy players will glow in orange. You've only got it for ten seconds though. Right. So you can see enemy players uh who are hiding nearby and stuff. Uh, as you try to exit and you can see them I think quite expertly but you can only see that for 10 seconds so, so they flipped only, it 
Uh, yeah, but because like, that used like, to be the other way around when the, no, that still happens. <clears throat> oh, they the enemies can still see you. Yes, uh, they can right. still see the lightning strikes uh, where <clears throat> the bounty is. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, um, you can see them briefly now. So people can't just like camp a fucking corner because they'll they'll just sort of be seen. Yeah, quite glowy and orange. I think it's a halfway decent solution. Sure. Uh, it's they can't do it too much like can't do too much with it because it is how the game is supposed to work i guess mm-hmm. um but yeah i think you get way more xp for actually like there's like a combo system now as well like you, you get a certain amount of xp for getting one clue but if you get all three clues you get a bonus and if you get all three clues and kill the the boss monster or find the boss monster you get a bonus and a bonus for killing it and a bonus for getting the bounty yeah uh and a bonus for both of you getting a bounty as well so like you're heavily incentivized to do all of the steps yourself um through xp but if you don't really give a fuck about that and you just want to fucking steal some shit then you can just find the fucking boss room yeah fair enough take it yeah does it drop you ammo as well the boss no because that was the other problem is like you'd Finish that fight, have no ammo. Yeah, there's a shot of ammo crates in the in the boss room. Yeah, cool. And it heals you back to full health when you pick up the bounty. That's good. That was the that was the bigger one. Yeah, but yeah. All right, that sounds a lot better than what we played. Yeah, they've definitely year. made a lot of improvements. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's enough, but mm. yeah, it's good fun. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. Space games. Uh, space games. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw is the first game that I have gotten a refund for on the Epic Game Store. And when I say gotten a refund for, I mean submitted to get a refund for. Uh, I haven't yet gotten the refund. Um, yeah. It's... Um, I don't think it's bad. It's certainly not for me. I don't understand how it's getting the reviews it's getting. Um... It is a space game being hailed as the successor to Freelancer and all that kind of stuff. That's a high uh, benchmark. It is a very high benchmark for a yeah. lot of people. Um, it is... I don't know. It's odd. It's a complex space game with... Uh, I believe it's, it was described as World War Two physics, dogfighting... Uh, and it has literally no tutorial. It has a lengthy opening cutscene that details some sort of story to you about a guy who you fight in a bar. It doesn't I didn't notice it saying why. Hmm. Uh, and then after that, it dramatically changes art styles uh, to something like 3D rendered from from a hilariously, hilariously animated cutscene. It changes to 3D rendered models who talk. Um, yeah, the cutscene doesn't have any talking. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just <laughs> like that's it's a really, really bad first impression. like for the first things first things first yeah terrible first impression and then like it just dumps you on this station and you get given a ship 
he talked to some dude, some fucking like Jab the Hut motherfucker that you called up on an ATM or something, and then like you fucking get given a ship because of some backstory that they don't decide to fucking detail. And then it's like, well, that's it. You know what to do. Except you absolutely don't know what to do. You have no fucking idea what to do. Uh, Yeah, it's just sort of, you're on this station and to go to the next area, you sort of click, click on areas. You can click on the ship person, the weapons outfitters, the commodities store, the bar, and then each each time, like each place you click on, it's like this is pretty traditional it's fucking space team stuff. Yeah, yeah. like I don't have a fucking problem with that. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, it doesn't tell you what you're supposed to do to get this quest. Uh, you basically just have to work out that you're supposed to get into your ship and then get out into space and then aim at the quest marker. Uh, it doesn't. It may have very briefly. It seemed to me like the text that was t- flashing up to tell me shit was there for like fucking two seconds. Yeah. But I'm in space, like looking at shit, and I was like, something flashes up, and it was like, press something to do something, and I was like, press what to, and it's gone. I'm like, what did that say? Did it say press C to do something? And I press C. No. Did it? Control me. launched. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. The amount of times, like, the amount of times, tab is fucking boost. Yeah. And shift is torpedoes launched. And the amount of times I have fucking torpedoes launched at cunts, like, by accident, trying to just shift forward a little bit faster. Holy shit. Um, that's actually what got me to quit. Um, so I launched you blow it. up a school bus full of children, a space bus full of children. <laughs> Bloody space buses. Um, but basically, yeah. No, I uh, I started a fight with the cops. Uh, trying to... trying to, I couldn't fucking autopilot to my next location until I like got past this dude. So I fucking hit shift while I'm looking at, like looking just away from him. But I like... My fucking missile like locked onto the dude and fucking... And he was the space cops. And I was in the equivalence of... A, fucking combi fan uh with rockets attached to it so uh yeah i got blown up and i'm like well that's it doesn't have like a quick save or anything (laughs) um yeah i just had to fucking work out how to like change objectives how to do anything your whole control it's got this fucking wheel Hmm. and you've got like a you've got like a broader starfield map but you've also got like a local area map you just sort of got to fucking work out what to do from there. And then right. uh, you sort of follow your way to the first quest. This I quit after the first quest, by the way. Hmm. Uh, quit and requested a refund. Um, got to the first quest and I'm supposed to be getting these codes. And this bar comes up and he's like, I just need to just need to wait for this to get to 100%. And then we'll have the codes. Don't worry, these guns won't shoot at you. And then, God, it's... it's Space Western, by the way. Uh, so everyone, you know, that's the that's the theme, I guess. Yeah. Everyone talks like talks like this, and uh, yeah, fucking 
of course the guns start shooting at me and he's like, well, just dodge them and you'll be okay. And I'm like dodging these fucking things. And then someone flies in like another, another thing starts shooting at me. And the chick uh, who's piloting starts chattering about, oh, there's another bogey. I'm looking at my fucking screen and I cannot work out where the fuck the bodies are. I'm doing this mission, like, I'm here trying to steal these codes for this dude who is theoretically, like, the owner. Like, he's it's his, he's stealing these codes from his brother. Hmm. So I'm like, well, I assume he, like, seeing how he told me to dodge the guns, the gunfire, first of all, I assume he doesn't want me to just fucking blow up these guns. So I'll just continue to dodge. And then, yeah, this other other thing flies in. He's like, oh, yeah, that, that must be a mercenary. Well, I guess you should just take care of it. And I'm like, how the fuck am I... Like, there's 16 fucking things shooting fucking lasers at me. Which fucking one do I fucking shoot at? And I had to work out how to go to the fucking tactical map. And then I could fucking work out which thing was the fucking mercenary in question out of these 16 fucking identical little fucking dots on a 3D fucking space map. I'm like... There it is, lock up, lock onto target, and then I fucking finally find the fucking dude, and I shoot him, and then I'm like, oh, and he finishes getting the codes, and I'm like, I hated that. I hated every part of that. Like, that was not an enjoyable fucking experience. Uh, there's so much visual noise on the screen at any one time that I can never work out what the fuck, like, determine what the fuck I'm supposed to be aiming at, hmm. or, it's, like, there's no fucking reasonable fucking indicators you'd think that having mastered space travel there'd be a some sort of fucking like basic uh iff system that might at least tell you the difference between a fucking stationary gun and a fucking mercenary but there isn't uh i didn't like i didn't even come close to dying uh which was probably the worst thing uh like i never felt like i was in danger i just felt annoyed i just felt like frustrated at not being able to work out what the fuck I was supposed to be doing next. And so I'm just like, you know what? I hate this. I hate, I, I just hate what I'm doing here. I, I've got no interest in it. Uh, I don't like the storytelling hasn't really intrigued me at this point. It's been fucking all over the place. Uh, fuck it. I, I'm quitting. And so I quit and uninstalled it and requested a refund. And I haven't yeah. got the refund yet. Um, <clears throat> But I didn't play more than two hours, so I should get a fucking refund. Uh, I better get a fucking refund. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it reminds me of, uh, <clears throat> like, I'm still hanging out for, obviously, Star Citizen, if that ever comes out. Sure. But we jumped on a, um, Elite Dangerous for a while there. And I was yeah. enjoying that. But I'm pretty sure that tutorial was like a, they would have hot elements on the screen that, like, weren't there. And he'd kind of take you through all the basic, like, they had some tutorials where it was like all right you got to do 20 tutorials before you learn how to go on yeah. a mission like here's how you land and here's how you do the flying and shooting and transporting goods and because that game is just so yeah there's stupid. a lot there's a, there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah right and yeah. even objects in space had a lot more tutorializing they really took you through a bunch of what you had to do they, yeah. there was some stuff that they probably shouldn't have left out but uh like there was like that sort of was part of the complexity of the game itself. Mm. Uh, this has nothing except for a couple of fucking things that pop up like for moments, bare moments. And it's inexplicable. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, 
Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Elite Dangerous, you could always tell what was going on. There was no, there was none of the visual noise that I felt was occurring in, like, there was a lot happening on a screen at any one time. Sometimes, like, fucking shit tons. I remember doing some fucking asteroid fields with um, Fjaren, and there would be, like, literally uh, scores of craft flying in this sector, like, Dozens and dozens yeah. and dozens of ships, plus asteroids, plus all this other shit. And it wouldn't be a problem. Like, you wouldn't have any issues working out what the fuck you were looking for or looking at. Uh, you could very quickly identify, like, enemies and friendlies. You could very quickly identify, like, what was what ships were what, uh, what was going on on the screen, what was going on off screen. Like... Yeah, the amount of immediate information you're able to acquire in Elite Dangerous compared to this is staggering. And obviously, I didn't give it a huge chance, uh, having theoretically not played more than two hours. Hmm. But, like, first impressions count a fucking ton. And, yeah, like, if I'm never, ever going to play this game again, and I know I'm not, then... Yeah, I don't think I need to. I'm not fucking reviewing it. Uh, I don't think I need to power through it. If, if they didn't even like, give me the fucking benefit of a fucking tutorial, I don't know how much benefit of the doubt I, I owe them as a player, right? Like, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. I'm still hanging out for Star Citizen to come out if it comes it's out. It's not going to happen. Let it go. Because I've got my stupid... Um, you can't see it from here. Oh, yeah, you can. Sort of on one of the shelves there. My dumb, like, flight simulator sticks and yeah. throttles that I had fun using them. In, um, it was you can really always crack out Elite again. I'd, I'd play Elite again, yeah. Yeah. I, I've never played it in in VR. I've always wanted to try it. Apparently, it's fucking insane. <laughs> uh, you want to double-check those screws that are attached to your seat properly? <laughs> I did, yeah. That, that would be pretty dangerous. Um, but yeah, I remember like for Elite, I had like fucking... Do you remember I had like a keyboard uh, controller and I had voice commands because there were so many fucking things that you need to have <laughs> yeah, fucking going that. on at once. Because yeah. you'd be saying things all the time. I'm like, what is he yeah. doing? Yeah. I don't think now is the time to play Elite Dangerous. Like June, July would have been a good time. That is we're in August point. now. It's this dumb nah, time yeah. to start playing a space Well, sim. it's... Well, it's September, so uh, time to start playing my favorite space sim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of space sims, though, No Man's Sky, big update. No Man's uh, Sky. You can check it out or what? No. I reinstalled it. Oh, you idiot. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't help. You can't help. For me four times. Shame yeah. on me. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got 11 hours in that game. 11? Uh, 11 yeah. wow i feel yeah. like i've got a lot more than 11 is it on steam where did we uh, play it yeah i've got 11 hours on steam i am pretty sure i played it on ps4 originally and 11 hours is when they did their first big update that i checked out i don't even know what i've got installed on what did, what did it come out on uh pc and ps4 right did i play that on? i'm pretty sure i played it on pc I, I'm 99% certain the first time I played it was on PS4. 
I must have had it on good old games. I was playing with my brothers, like so must be on GOG, right? Because it ain't on Steam for me. Um, yeah, I saw mm. this update. I didn't know what was going on in the video that I watched. It just looked like a dude build a city. Yeah, I was pretty confused by that. Too. And I was I, like, I, but I where's really did they make a game yet? Like, is there a game? Because last time I jumped in, everyone was raving about it, and I was like, it's still like I'm still sitting here fucking farming crystals. Oops, and I'm also dying from radiation. Wrong? Why do you hate farming in games? That's what I don't get. You hate Minecraft? You didn't, you I don't, don't hate Minecraft. Minecraft. I just don't understand why I'm on a radiation planet and I can't build a radiation suit because i got to farm all these crystals. Because you rolled fucking natty ones in the game of life. That's why you fucking, you're on a radiation <laughs> yeah. planet. Um, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, you can tell us about that next week. I can. <laughs> it's not like we've got much to talk about next week. No. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Speaking of this week. Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3. Yeah. We um we obviously did the LA preview trip. We got to play about, what, an hour or two? Hour and a half? There. Yeah. Yeah. Hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. Um, we got to check out Borderlands 3 a bit more last week. We played about five hours each. Yep. So a big chunk. Um, basically from the start of the game up until, a, you know, decent chunk in. A fair way in. Yeah. yeah. And then they basically loaded up a um, a second, uh, like, save game for us, which was sort of end game, like, 25 levels in. It's like, hey, Not now check game. out this skill tree. Mid game at most, but... <clears throat> Just, yeah, there was just clarifying. Yeah, clarifying. there was. There was still like, I mean, in terms of leveling, there was a lot of level, like a lot of points in there. I think it was like twenty or something, right? Yeah, we had, we were level twenty two, so we had, uh, yeah, level twenty two, so yeah. we had twenty points to distribute. Yeah, 21, 21 points to distribute, I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely like way further in. I'm just clarifying. You said end game. Sorry. I'm just trying to clarify. We were only mid game. Um, mid to end. Yeah. <laughs> uh anyway uh yeah so we got to try out some like higher level characters no, i think no. i got to like a level eight or nine level eight or nine as uh the in the first session yeah i passed you it was disgusting um that wasn't disgusting i was i was like i was experimenting mm. i was like exploring and stuff yeah my my thought was i'll get it out of the way now so that when i come back later i'll know everything yeah when i come to play it like for my first time through i'll know what to do i'll just fucking power through yeah and i learned some good shit i learned like <laughs> you can knock out most of the fucking side missions while on your main quest yeah uh which i had apparently forgotten mm. um but as soon as i did it i'm like fuck why 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 didn't i do that why yeah. was I doing it any other way? Uh, yeah, because I was like knocking out a side mission, and then I went, I'm like, "Oh, like, best go, be, uh, better go do the fucking main quest." And it takes me literally the path. Yeah, yeah. And I took for the side mission. I'm like, "I'm such a fucking dummy." Oh god. Mm. Uh, and yeah, um, learned that uh, optional side quests are definitely worth doing, and generally pretty easy to accomplish. Um, 
in most cases. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. I learned some stuff. So learned some good stuff. On that on that note, talking about missions and the way they're structured, some good mm. quality of life changes there. Being mm. able to just press a button oh. while you're in the game and change missions. So good. So, so basically, you can press directional left or right. We're playing on controller. Yes. Despite our protests. <laughs> uh, um, we're playing on controller. You press left and right on the directional pad and you'll change to the, your like next quest. So you might have your main quest up and the um, the minimap will show the location of the main quest. Yeah. But if you press right, it'll take you to the uh, next mini the next side quest and it'll have the minimap will now be displaying the locations, yep. like the objectives of that instead, which is fucking brilliant. Fantastic. It's so good. So in um, saying that, hmm. I couldn't figure out if this was working or how to do it but when you go to the larger map like in your inventory um i couldn't find a way to quickly switch between missions was that the same? that's true yeah yeah uh, so what i would have liked to have seen on that map was all of the missions in that location and yep. then you'd be able to um move your cursor over the mission and see what it is yep. and see if it's attached to I don't know, three other quests that are on there. Because sometimes you'll you'll be on a quest and it's a fetch quest. It's like, go to three locations and kill these things or collect these things. And so being able to see like if they're joined together, maybe just highlight them all. Um, or just like an overlay of the map to be like, all right, these are where my missions are. Like, should I be... There's a bunch over this side. I'm going to go that way first and do them. It was kind of hard to get a grasp of where all these missions were because the way I needed to go do it from you know maybe i was doing something wrong but the way i was doing it was with going back to the mission select page clicking on one and then going back to the map and being like all right where's that one yeah. and then going to the next page again choosing the next mission and going back and being like all right like where are all these like missions it wasn't an overview of being like yeah. this is where they are that was my one complaint about that no, really quality of life thing being able to quickly switch while you were playing was good yeah, because I that was you know an annoying thing back in the old game. You'd have to go back in that menu and change it, and yep. come back. Um, I still would like, um, you know, the WoW thing where it's like being able to put a list there and you know yeah. maybe select ones that you want to have in the list. Right. Maybe you can only select four or five at a time for them to display. I never, I didn't feel, I, I never felt like there were been that many quests yeah. in Borderlands no. to warrant that necessarily. Maybe it becomes more of like a uh, shopping list, and then it right. starts to turn it from a video game to a like a chore. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, they're trying true. to avoid that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, what else was there? Uh, quality of life mantling is still awesome. Um, I've noticed that uh, they've done a, a lot to sort of allow you to move to the like the further farthest reaches of the map uh, I encountered a couple of invisible walls but largely they're a very um, natural uh, cutoff points yeah uh, to stop you from exiting the the bounds of the map um, they've still got those good. turrets and they got the turrets, yes. Yeah, like the um, you're in the area you shouldn't be, and I'll shoot you. Yeah, <laughs> which were in the yeah. last games. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the maps, they're fucking huge. Like they're so much bigger than the last game. Yeah. As someone who played Borderlands two again recently, when we did the Commander Lilith update, um, yeah, 
yeah, these maps are enormous, and also like the verticality of them, and oh, yeah. being able to look at that three D map as well is massive because you can you can move it around and see like where you need to go and like the sort of the depth of it, where, where um you know the elevations are and where the tunnels kind of go, and then just the scale of it is uh, from the two maps that we saw the two two locations, um, yeah, they were pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, like, proper big. Um, like, I almost wish you could summon a car big instead of having to go to a catch-a-ride big. Yeah. Because uh, I lost a car while I was in the middle of uh, space. You can quick travel to, to the car spaces at any time. Mm. There was a pop-up. Maybe you missed it while you were looking around. And... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um no, I was looking for another car. I was yeah. trying to hijack a car I'd seen um, and chased after it while out of my car because you can't hijack a car while in a car. Uh, and then by the time I'd gotten there, uh, I got distracted and like hunted out some skags. And, <coughs> yeah, didn't want to like abandon my hunt for this other car, but what are you going to do? Um, yeah, huge. And yeah, it just does. Ma- it does make me think of summoning a mouse in World of Warcraft. Yeah, you, know, you can do it at any time. But yeah, yeah, you can't summon a car at any time, but you can fast travel to yeah. specific points on the map. Um, and I believe you can fast travel to your car. I thought I did that at one stage, oh, really? and it was instantaneous. Like, yeah, right. Just That's put cool. me straight in there. Nice. I'm pretty sure I did that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I definitely didn't <clears> try that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, apart from that, the boss fight, um, the music boss fight, I found like really confusing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, this is the one, like, the shield? Yeah, this dude had a shield and it's he was doing like, this is like a fucking drum and bass rave or some shit. And uh, all of his attacks were based off, off the sound that was coming out. I never really fucking got a good grip on how to do that fucking fight, to be honest. Mm. Uh, but it, I still like, I still one shot it. Uh, but it, it got pretty close a couple of times. Uh, I feel like it didn't really indicate very well what you were supposed to be doing. Um, it was like hype. It was very like gung ho, but yeah, it just felt confusing. Um, Feels like someone that could probably like illuminate a little bit better. Because yeah, I just had no fucking idea. I still I went back and looked at the video and I still didn't work it out. Yeah. But uh So I was, got, like, I was just hiding behind the pillars that are in the there's like speakers set up through the entire arena. Yeah. And then when they light up, they yeah. blast you and then you just hide behind the pillar, depending on which direction they're coming from. Wasn't the ground exploding as well? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I think he might have been doing an attack with his shield. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I can't really yeah, 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 remember that part. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember it getting um, hairy at the end there, especially being on um, <laughs> a controller. Uh, yeah. Like, not, you know, the first time you play the game. Um you know, trying to get used to it and whatnot. So, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good though. The, and, and the characters seemed good. Um, 
Like there's there's the fucking shirtless dude Vaughn, uh, oh, yeah. who who I didn't like on the day, and then when I was watching the video back, grew on me yeah. immensely. Uh, like just one of those characters who I think you'll love or hate depending on your mood. Mm. Uh, sort of like Claptrap. Um, sometimes you hate him, sometimes you love him. Um, yeah. So yeah, good characters. Um, the villains seem quite entertaining. Like, uh, I think they've always had pretty good villains. Uh, obviously the best is still General Knox. Mm-hmm. The best of all time, but um, Handsome Jack was quite good. Yeah. And the, the twins seem like decent successes. Uh, yeah. I just had a... Yeah. It was an eye-opening experience. Like, the, the sheer size of it felt quite um, overwhelming at times, I thought. Because it, it isn't just a big map in, in terms of, like, breadth and width. But the verticality and the fact that it keeps, like, a lot of it layers back on itself. Yeah, like the Dark Souls thing. Yeah, like, uh, there's, like, there's a fucking lot to it. Um, Yeah, these are some fucking complex maps, which is rad. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, there was a mission that we did that took you through an area that you would sort of loop around back on itself in. And I, I don't think you'd this one, but you get back to it and then you can go through again a second time in like a VR sort of experience. Oh, no, I was just about to do that. Does it again? Yeah. Um, And you're fighting different enemies and whatnot. So, yeah, that stuff's uh, interesting that it can like, it's taking you back through those same areas, but it's sort of changing things up again. Um, Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be a thing that happens throughout the game, but yeah, anyway. Just um, only an interesting aside. Yeah, I mean the 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 game sort of lives on its uh, storytelling, right? And the the yeah. way it delivers stories and characters, because at the end of the day, it's a fucking it's a loot shooter. Yeah, um, and you're going out and either killing things or finding things. It's not really changing up that formula too much, and so you're in it for the story and uh, uh, getting that loot chasing aspect, like getting better gear, and, and that's where they've really like. Um, done a great job because there's cool guns in there that do things that the other games didn't do before um being able to have uh weapons that you know multi have uh multi elementals or operate in different ways that you know uh, uh, other guns do is is really cool um like i think at, at one stage you had a gun that was like bouncing around or something and sort of exploding yeah. It would um, bounce around, shooting, and then when it reached someone, it would explode on them, and then it would explode out into other little uh, guns that yeah. did the same thing. Um, and was it, it was, did it get stuck on walls as well? Because I saw that at one stage. I think it was just getting stuck. Oh, right. <laughs> I think that was it, just it getting stuck on shit. Because I know the preview, uh, I had like a, the turret gun, and it would, yeah. you could mount it onto walls and yeah. like... You know, it'd get stuck on places. Yeah, no, that's not what this was supposed to be doing. Right. Um, that was my le- that was my like only legendary. Yeah. And I felt like fucking felt like I got a bit ripped off because it didn't like 
it was definitely legendary in its form factor mm. in the sense that it was like above and beyond it was shooting bullets everywhere it was exploding into small of guns to shoot bullets everywhere and then exploding again and like doing a fuck ton of damage in that sense yeah but it wasn't a significantly useful fucking tool <laughs> uh, i didn't really like change the way i fucking played anything it sort of just wasted a fuck ton of ammo uh and and then it would half the time one of the fucking little guns would like explode back in my direction and do a fair chunk of damage to me when it exploded as well right um yeah usually like an, a legendary like fuck yeah here we go this thing's gonna fucking melt uh and it did not melt it's it was just goofy like goofy above and beyond expectations um yeah like a entertaining fun gun but i probably would switch it out pretty quickly uh once it was you know that's what it is a lot of legendary a legendary is gun where you have it and then you're like I will have this for the next, like, fucking eight levels. Yeah. I'm not switching this shit out for fucking ages. This thing, I would switch it out in a level. Like, <laughs> there's just, yeah, it couldn't have fucking, couldn't have been worth the fucking hassle, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but that's the point where things, like, that's weighing up those options is generally you'll get a gun that you really like and then it's not until three levels later that you'll find maybe the same color gun like another purple that's better and the same yeah. sort of style that you used to because um, like i at the end of that run i found a legendary in our first playthrough when we were, when we we're running in the early level stuff and it was like shredding enemies and it wasn't yeah. until i finished that fight that i'd realized that the reason i was shredding enemies because it was going through that much ammo like it was just <laughs> blasting out bullets yeah. so quickly and then i was like oh, i have no more ammo left uh, okay fair enough um but you could feel that they were different to the other guns i was using like yeah. the standard you know blues and purples or blues and whatever we're using gold, uh, greens um it felt like it was doing some damage and you know you can le- read like the flavor text on it but tells you its special abilities and what it does and that sort of stuff is yeah i mean that's the game right it's finding those sort of weapons and yeah getting better ones like that um so i felt like there was a bit too like too much inventory management too early like i i don't want to like be having a go back to a fucking i don't want to have to stop picking up white weapons before i'm even level five type shit because like it's a nice problem to have obviously but it's just it just feels like there's a lot of shit it's a diablo 3 problem right you you don't pick up whites yeah. <laughs> because you've got so much other crap. Yeah. Yeah, I was getting to the point where I'm like, I might have to stop picking up greens. Hmm. Um, yeah, like, you just had fucking so much, and so much, it just relegates stuff to trash really quickly. It sort of, like, ruins the idea of billions of guns because, like, a huge percentage of them just don't fucking matter at all. Yeah, well, they don't um, matter to you at that stage yeah but like there's nothing you can do with them it's sure you sort of sell them for a couple of bucks yeah. each i mean uh, yeah, that's just not engaging to me like being some sort of fucking gun vendor is yeah. not it's not what i'm signing up for you know i found some guns in the vendor in the the uh vending machines that, that would 
better than what I was using that I picked up. And oh, there's yeah. a grenade that's pretty cool. So I grabbed that. I found a fucking, yeah, I found a blue longbow. Longbows are always my favorite, the ones that teleport to their location. Fuck, I love them. Right. Um, is that when you reload them? No, longbows, the longbow grenade is the one where you oh, okay. throw it and then it like sure. just teleports straight where it explodes. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking sick. Those things are fucking rad. Um, no, the. Um, found a blue shotgun in a vending machine hmm. that absolutely fucking punted. Uh, but I had to like, when I found it, I bought it immediately and I couldn't use it for like two more levels. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I held on. I'm like, oh, this thing's going to fucking wreck. And it did. It absolutely did. Um, yeah. Didn't do anything particularly special. I could switch between corrosive and electric. Uh, but still sick. Yeah. Awesome. Loved it. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah, and we got to play as Flak. Yep. The last class that they revealed, um, he's a, was he a hunter? Beastmaster? I don't know what the fuck he's called. They. They, sorry, good point. Uh, they are a hunter slash beastmaster slash whatever the fuck. Uh, they've got, like, three different pets. You can get a different pet for each, like, each tree has a different pet. Yep. Uh, I checked out all the pets. Uh, the objectively best pet is the Skag, uh, which is basically just a dog. It's no question. Uh, it acts like a dog. Does dog things. That's all you need to know. Whenever you pet it, you can pet all the animals. Mm-hmm. And whenever you pet it, it does like it jumps around in a circle because it's so happy. Uh, which is the best. Uh, the other two you can get are the Jabba, which is like uh, an ape that you're on from a planet you'll encounter later. Um, it's got a gun. It shoots the gun. You can get it. You can upgrade it so that it actually fires a fucking rocket launcher. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty <laughs> sick. Uh, but it's a weird pet. When you pet it, it cupcakes itself. It farts in its hand and then sniffs it. Which is pretty weird. And then the third one is the fucking spider ant. Yep. Uh, it does spider ant things. It's basically just a spider ant. Like, yeah. you, if you know what a spider ant is from Borderlands, it burrows underground, it bashes things with its head. Uh, it's like a drill hand or something as well. Or like different parts that you could swap out of it, I think, depending on like the skill tree you went through. The spider ant? I think so, yeah. I don't really use it all that much, but yeah. um, oh, I don't yeah. know if it changes out, but it, it had like a drill on one of its arms, like a drill arm. All right, <laughs> that might have been the borrowing one. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So you can sort of just augment it that way, um, like augment all your pets. That's the the interesting thing about the skill tree this time is that you've got like these augments on the side. Once you reach a certain threshold on any skill tree. You can augment everything from there on out. Yeah, super uh, flexible. It, yeah, it is. Uh, it really allows you to like customize the way you play. Um, yeah. The other, the so Flack has pets, hmm. but they also have these uh, active skills as well beyond the pets. The pets are sort of just always there, uh, and they've got yeah these active skills outside of the pets. Um, like super varied, like super varied playstyle, yeah. which is rad. Um, the one I used was the stealth, go invisible. You rapidly like get health back while you're invisible, 
and you do crit damage uh, when you attack from like if you you've got three attacks and all three will do massive like 200% crit damage yeah yeah uh, uh, which is awesome and uh, like can be a great way to sort of get out of a bind clear yourself some space and then get back into the fight um, yeah the the other two all the other two there was the racks you throw a bunch of fucking birds that's what people. I was using it was amazing it didn't seem that cool <laughs> it would yeah because um, uh, they they basically like a yeah like a flock of birds that you could sort of target to an enemy or you'd throw them out and it'd sort of go towards an enemy um, but you could use them sort of like um, after, one after the other like they had a cooldown on them and you had tokens so I think by default you've got two and and there's like a timer of once you throw one out and that timer starts ticking up and eventually you'll refill that meter again and the second one will come back but you could like theoretically throw one out and then throw another one out you'd be all out of rack attacks um, but you could definitely get to three because later on when I was playing I updated it and you can start applying like elemental effects to them so that at one stage I had birds that were on fire and then at another stage there were like cryo birds that would freeze people yeah, nice. and they couldn't attack and so you just shoot them and they just smash like just smash into all these Sweet. pieces um i think there were ones where they would heal you or something like that uh, mm-hmm. no i actually don't want to go that far um because i don't actually remember what that one was i'd need to right. look up the skill tree but off the top of my head i can't remember but that's the thing right is that you you before when you played borderlands it was like oh, okay who's going to be the mercenary like the commando uh, who's going to yep. be our tank? Whereas now, um, you could obviously play those ways before. Like I'm going to, we're going to have two commanders, but they play pretty much similar, like in terms of their style. But now you can have like both of us go beast masters and have completely different skill trees because yeah. you're using a different pet, but they've also got all these side, you know, passives that are completely different to what I'm using, and so. Um, yeah, that's what makes it really cool is that we could both play the same character and it's we're not going to be the same like skill tree. Yeah, yeah. Um, that seemed like Flak's special deal, though. See, like they seem like a really, really versatile character with a lot of different ways that you could play them. Hmm. Um, that I don't. I didn't see really from the siren when I played her. She sort of just felt like every other fucking siren. Yeah. You know, like, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, after, after the first session, I switched to Moe's. Yep. And you played more flack. Yes. Yeah. Moe's is pretty versatile, but like pretty subtly versatile. Like it seems like more of a mid maxes kind of character um cause she she has the um the mech that she can jump in she summons a mech and jumps in the mech and starts fucking wrecking like just fucking hunting cunts uh which is awesome um but like at the same time all of her trees sort of build towards the same thing like she builds a she can build a railgun mech or a minigun mech or a uh, grenade launcher mech. 
And you can augment all of those in dramatically different ways, but it's still just, it's still always a mech, right? Not just a mech, but it's still always a mech. Hmm. Um, which, yeah, I feel like you're sort of playing the one style there. That said, like, there were some some trees that I didn't really go down at all or play with or, like, metal with. Like, if you went down the railgun tree, yeah, you could swap out your railguns entirely and just get these fucking bear claws and you run up and just, like, Melee people. Punt. Or you could, like, have one of your bear claws, like, stretch out and grab an enemy and then drag them back in and the other hand would, like, rapid punch them to <laughs> bloody bits. Yeah. Um, the chain gun one had a, like, had flamethrowers. You could switch out the chain guns for flamethrowers and then, like, power up your incendiary damage and just, like, run up to everyone and just, like, flame them to death. Uh, but the one I used, I switched out the grenade launcher for rocket launcher, which is pretty much a lateral move. Uh, but then I was able to, once we leveled up in the session, I was able to unlock the nuke. Yep, I saw that. Uh, it was ridiculous. Just fucking nuking all over the place. Just fucking... I love nukes in games. It wasn't <laughs> the biggest nuke, but um, still very satisfying to use on enemies. And yeah, we were playing in co-op. We were supposed to have... Uh, Loot sharing, loot sharing turned off, but it didn't seem like we did. Yeah, it seemed like loot sharing was still on. I think that was just the build we were in. Yep. I wanted to steal all your loot, but I actually wasn't. Didn't need to, because we were high enough level. We'd been given all this cool gear, and we weren't yeah. really like at that stage. It takes a while to level up at that end game content. I got you yep. again. Um, it was an end game content, mm. uh, but. Like, uh, yeah, we weren't going to get probably gear that was better than what we had anyway, so. Yeah. Though you, you got something, didn't you? You got a fucking purple or something, didn't you? I, I think we shit. got a legendary at the end. I, no, you got a legendary and that's right. I got fucking dickball. <laughs> Again. Yep. Fucking absolute fucking joke. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. It was good fun and cold, though. Like, it just... It's literally the only way I want to play Borderlands 3. It's the only way I want to play Borderlands in general is co-op. Um, it's just the best way to play, basically, in my opinion. Uh, the game is built to be a co-op experience. It means that any time anytime, uh, the writing falls flat or anything, hmm. there's someone there to sort of lift, lift it up, keep, keep it going, like keep carry the momentum through. That's the like the tricky part about writing a game where humor is critical, is that uh, there are occasions where, yeah, the like jokes won't land, and you need to not have that drag down the entire experience. I guess uh, and co-op allows that to happen. Uh, that and yeah, it feels like everything about the game is built around co-op. You know these. The mech, you can put a fucking turret on the back of the mech and the, your other player can jump on the turret and shit. Um, which is sick. Uh, like, you can do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, but only really in co-op. Like, it's built towards playing co-op. I mean, I mean, at this stage, we don't know as well what Endgame is. Yeah. Or if there is one. I mean, they said there is stuff, but we don't know what it is. Like, 
you've got this single player experience that is is able to be experienced in co-op, but yeah. surely they got to be going after like the destiny. Yeah. And being like, well, we're going to have end game raids or something like that. Um, yeah, right. It seems like they would need to at this stage to keep it more like a games of the service or something like that. But in saying that, maybe they don't because they haven't talked about any of it. You'd think they'd yeah. be hyping that up a bit. So it's weird. I would imagine that we would have heard about it. Because they definitely had end game like raid bosses in the last games. They're the a month away. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely had raid bosses. Um, and they were some of my favorite fucking parts of the game. Um, yeah, like, I, I guarantee you they'll have raid bosses again. Um, there's no question in my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, that's co-op stuff, 100%. Yeah, right. Like, you got to play that in co-op. You can't play it single player, basically. It's, so, yeah. Um yeah all right what else uh ice t plays a pink teddy bear or at least a ai a navigation ai that has been crammed into a pink teddy bear yeah and yeeted off a ship uh i loved his performance i thought it was fucking fantastic because he plays this like downtrodden boyfriend uh he was dating the the ship you're exploring the ship and he was dating the ship. He was the navigation module dating the ship, which is just some, some shit that I can't even fathom. Uh, that falling out, right? Yeah, they had a falling out, and so she got him kicked, kicked out. <laughs> yeah. uh, we won't go into it too much. I don't yeah. want to spoil anything, but uh, yeah, it's just a really, really good delivery. He just plays it like this... Yeah, beaten down, like fucked up, scorned boyfriend, and she like they have like arguments all the time, and she's like passive aggressively uh, teeing him up, and he's passive aggressively having sh- taking shots back and stuff like that, and yeah, it's it's great writing, great delivery, uh, a really good character. It's a weird, weird one to hear Ice T in, um, but yeah, it does it really well, which is sick. Yeah, we we at the stage we didn't know it was him. There was a rumor. Yeah. Uh, I knew there was a rumor um, a while back saying that that he might be in the game, but he didn't confirm it. Yeah. Um, and then when we were playing, we were like, "Yeah, this is this is him." <laughs> and it wasn't he... until afterwards we were like, "Oh, okay." Well, yeah, it wasn't confirmed until afterwards. Yeah. But he is the bear had had his. He kept saying iced tea shit. <laughs> There was that, and yeah, his bear had that FLTG, which is his fucking Twitter uh, in-game tag type yeah. thing. So, uh, yeah, I knew it was him. Like, I was 100% certain, yeah. but... Knock that fool's head off! And <laughs> like, yeah. you know, lay the robot's head. Yeah, that <laughs> it was, was good. good. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. I mean, that's the that's Borderlands experience, right? Is finding these awesome characters and interacting with them. Um, uh, we get to see sentient dinosaur fight a sentient ape yeah uh which was pretty rad uh like just crazy shit is <laughs> what you're signing up for basically like just fucking just cartoon shit yeah. right like i mean at one point we thought we were doing a mission wrong because we fucking belting so many enemies oh yeah and it was yeah. like 
are we supposed to be sitting here? Are we supposed <laughs> to go like somewhere else? Is it forcing yeah. us to like go to an area? And there was just so many guys <laughs> that were coming yeah. at us. It was nuts. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, mm. it's good. Yeah. Um, Anything else? I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm just I'm just curious to see what the rest of the game looks like. From what I've played, it's it, like it's Borderlands brought into into modern day stuff. Um, a lot of good tweaks to sort of the playability of it. The um, you know making it a bit more I don't know just quality of life things that we talked about. Um, you, like you play the Borderlands two content, and you can feel like oh, you know it, it, it's still a fun game to play. But you can tell that it's like a 10-year-old game, whereas this yeah. is, it's feeling up to date. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, anyway, we, we've, I've got footage on that that'll be up on YouTube again this week on our video. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to edit that, but <laughs> it's going to be interesting because <laughs> there's a yeah. lot. Right. Just, yeah. Good, good luck. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Hmm soon that's a month off it's literally though like 13th of next month yeah Yeah. i'm excited yeah i'm excited i'm definitely keen definitely keen it's gonna be uh hopefully really good if they can keep up what we've seen yeah cool cool all right do some news news. quickly yep uh dota 2 international 2019 has kicked off today Mm. Uh, last couple hours ago I've uh, watched one game so far. Yeah, one and a bit, because <laughs> uh, it started just before we kicked off this show. Um, Thirty-three million dollar um, um, prize pool currently, just shy of thirty-three million USD, which is massive. That's up uh, from last year. It was around the twenty-five million dollar mark. Yep, um, which I, I correctly guessed. I, I, I don't know if anyone remembers. I guessed it and Luke didn't, but don't worry about I don't it. Think we had a guessing competition. We definitely, absolutely fucking did. For this I year? Can't believe, not this year, last year. I, I guessed it last did. year. We didn't I mean, have you still owe me ice year. cream for something, I feel like. That is absolute bullshit. You still owe me ice cream for correct, correct guessing last year. <clears throat> yeah. And I guess that OG would win. Yeah. <laughs> I guessed it all. Yeah. Uh, so group stage is on at the moment. Um, yeah. Twitch has a multi-stream format, which is good. Means That's I don't right. have to have multiple pages open or using an external program to watch multiple games at once. They've basically taken what uh, Mixer had in there when they launched. Yeah. Um, so this multi-stream thing is only a couple months old. I think it was released out in about May, June. Um, works well. Brings up all the feeds at once. You can click on the one you want to watch. And starts the audio at the same time and the chat, which shouldn't ever be on the screen anyway. I don't know why chat no. exists. I don't know why chat exists either. Yeah. <laughs> Not for those types no of events because it's just bullshit. Like, yeah. It's either it's something racist or something some sexist shit, yeah. or just random shit. It just shouldn't be on there. Yep. Um, so that's good. Uh, but otherwise, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. I'm interested to see the outcome of this as someone who does not follow Dota much at all anymore just mm. the sort of the, what's the esports side of it um yeah and uh yeah we'll be in melbourne when i think the finals are on so that's going to be i believe we will be yes it's going to be they're on at a reasonable time as well we will uh... oh yeah they all start at like 10 o'clock 
11, 10, yeah. 10 a.m., 11 o'clock. We don't have to yep. be up at 3 o'clock in the morning to watch yeah, our exactly. final. Fuck you. You go wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning now. Motherfuckers. America. Fuck you, America. Yeah. Lucky you're getting out of the way before you leave yeah. for America. Um, don't let them hear this podcast. No. Oh, they won't let fucked. me in anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be real good to... Yeah, we'll have to see if we can find it playing somewhere, I suspect. I mean, they've got some esports bars down there and stuff, so... Oh, yeah. Uh, that'll be cool. Yeah, maybe Definitely going to chase that shit down. Yep. Yeah. Um, on top of that, the OG documentary uh, sponsored yes. or sponsored by Red Bull? Or created. Created by Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, they had a, uh, a, a team interview them and follow them around and grab old content from over the years, sort of talk about the journey of OG, um, starting from super early like yes uh like six years ago (laughs) and like uh them sort of forming as a team the creation of og the the failures of that team what they kind of went through up until um yeah last year's finals run where they ended up winning the entire thing Hmm. um I thought it had some good moments in there. My biggest criticism about it is the way they presented the fights. Like the actual in-game content was mm. just like not easy to watch. Sometimes it'd be like one of the players on the screen with their name and in the background like a weird wallpaper and you could see like some of the game footage playing with what they're talking about. Like it wasn't obvious what was going on at all. It was just... They definitely really downplayed the game yeah. itself in favor of the people. And talking about it, but not really showing what was going on. It was just yeah. a weird um, way of showing that or relaying that information, I thought, at least. Yeah. The rest of it was cool. Like getting the backstories about the creation of it and then like with OG and, sorry, with uh, No Tail and Fly sort of creating this team and then them being best friends for all this time and then fly leaving at the last minute and taking other players with them and then OG having no team and possibly not having any team until they bring in Anna and then another player that fucking pub stomps uh, and then their their team manager coach is also now playing and he hasn't played for a professional... Well, he's played professional Dota but not at that level. Um, for like years and years yeah yeah, or, yeah like he's played pro dota but he's never played at that level before it'd, it'd be like me you playing in a fucking PUBG tournament and being like we can play this but so we'd win we're then. super fucking lightweight like we've never played up against Atletico or anything like that that's true <laughs> yeah and so this dude just jumps in and all of a sudden it's his first pro game and yeah like the stories behind that are really cool yeah yeah I uh I pitched essentially that story days after the international finished mm. uh, how'd you but, go with that money uh, yeah obviously uh, my video has been a raging success <laughs> um, yeah one of those things where uh, I guess a bunch of people wants to pitch the same thing all at the same time type deal um, was yeah, I really liked it. I really liked what they put out. Uh, like you said, I think they could have treated the game with a bit more respect. Um, I realized that you want to tell the, the human angle 
but um, I feel like it's important to remind everyone. Like how they did uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> or the moments yeah. that, that did it. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't go back and tell you what happened in those games for them to win that. Like the, um, you know, going back to, even in Dota references, like the Echo Slam, like yeah. the that sort of stuff. Or you could look at it at basketball with like Shaq and Kobe, like Shaq going up for the layup after, or the alley, you know, Kobe passes it, passes it to Shaq. And like there's those moments, song. there was none of that in this documentary. There's this SB Nation series that I watch a lot of um, called Rewind, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and they do, they basically take a single moment in time yeah. and then they rewind all the way back to like deep dive in like how how we arrived at this one moment. Mm. It'll be like the, um, a couple of years ago, the Seahawks threw uh, when they were on like the two yard line to lose the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they like wind back all the way to work out how they arrived there and why it wound up in that moment being the choice that they made. Yeah. And you get this insight into like why they would like on the face of it, you know, not being a, being someone who's played Madden, right. But never been fucking wildly into NFL. But even from my perspective, right. I would still fucking run it. Sure. In that situation. But yeah, NFL pros are like, why the fuck? Why the fuck uh, would they do that? Like, everyone was like, why the fuck? From people who don't know, like me, to people who do. Um, and then, yeah, they deep dive all the way in. They work it out. And, sure. Um, yeah, it's like a really interesting perspective because you get a, you know, you get the story of both teams, both sides of it. And something like... Something like that for Dota would, or esports in general would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, wind all the way back into how an Echo Slam could win $6 million. Or they, in, even in this OG documentary, they, they talked about the moment, um, the, the sub yeah. moment. Uh, but they didn't really detail it. You could do a 30 minute fucking piece literally just on that. Yeah. Literally just on how they wound up in that basically saving their fucking lives. How their coach carried the game who's yeah. never played a pro game before or a pro like, like, level that high. Yeah, like you could literally do an entire fucking documentary just like just on that. Just start there and rewind back mm. to the start of this fucking series and everything that must have gone into him having to be player slash coach, having to help this team Adderon Phantom Lancer do, like doing whatever he could uh, yeah like all these little things that like play in and meanwhile you can tell the story of LGD on the other side and how you know they carry the weight of China on their fucking shoulders yeah. because everyone every other Chinese team had already been fucking knocked out like six positions ago and like this was China's year and like they were destined to win and like this was the moment mm. right they get that kill and it's fucking over and then that and meanwhile in this OG documentary like wow you know if you hear someone say just one word that's important anyway moving on uh <laughs> and it's it's I think it's considered one of the best if not the best series in Dota that's being played and you don't get that sense through that yeah. documentary that no. like, it was that important. 
But there is that other documentary that did the one really after deep it. dive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Valve's um, one. So, Valve's one, yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe they just felt like, you know, that story had already been done to death and sure. they were trying to attack it from a different angle. I get that. Um, it's still, like, it's absolutely worth watching. Uh, like I said on our Discord, I don't want to... I don't want to suck business daddy's dick too much, uh, but it's exactly the sort of content I want to see heaps more of. Yeah. Uh, and particularly if they want to pay me to make it. But, uh, you know, even if they don't, just that's the sort of content that I think esports needs way more of. Uh, deep dives into the relationships and drama behind, you know, the esports as a sport, sporting the endeavor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Anyway, that's on cool. now. We'll talk about it more next week, I guess, when we keep watching. That's true. Uh, all right, Daisy update from last week. Yep. Uh, obviously, refused classification in Australia due to having uh, cannabis in the game. Um, yep. Since then, there's been a statement from Bohemia Interactive saying that uh, they're removing it from the game. Now. Yep. Right. <laughs> well, it didn't work in the first place, so yep cool i guess whatever um i guess the australian market it's very important to be able to sell in the australian market you know <laughs> yeah it's a weird whatever's happening yeah um all right so that might get resubmitted or something i don't know what is happening yeah. it'll get resubmitted there but we'll find out yep so you don't have to worry about don't not worry. being able to buy it if you've not bought this game it. it's been out for yep. seven years and not been finished no. in, in all that time yeah um yeah don't worry yep all right cool. uh, next up need for speed heat new need for speed game by ghost games uh yep. x criterion they've made a bunch of need for speed games uh first two were good the rest of them been crap um <laughs> you've played them right oh fucking yeah. crap um, no, no, I'm not disagreeing. Just... Remember when they were like, we're rebooting Need for Speed, and it was called like yeah. Need for Speed, and it was like, this is crap. Yeah. And then they were like, ah, oh, the next one's Need for Speed Rivals, or was that what it was? Need for Speed Rivals? I don't remember. Yeah. I've, well, that I've one wasn't very good. Completely, completely yeeted yeah. the Need for Speed series out of my mind. Those like first two Ghost games were really good, like Most Wanted and whatever the one after that was. Maybe it was Rivals. I can't remember. Um, Not sure. But anyway, this is... They've announced this game, Neve Speed Heat. Yep. I'm not excited. You can't get me excited for an Eve Speed game after they've made oh. a bunch of crap ones. It's set in Miami. Is it? So I'm... Yeah, did you get a press release? Palm, Palm, Palm City. Yes, I did. Okay, because I watched the trailer oh. as it went live last night. Like I was on the premiere channel. It finished, oh, yeah. and I was like, I do not even understand what this game is. Right. It looks like a... Maybe it's going for a Most Wanted vibe, but I, uh, there's cops in it. I've got that part. Uh, definitely going for a Most Wanted vibe. Deep customization, authentic urban car culture, mm. and open world, and an immersive narrative all fuel the new Need for Speed game. Watch the world gameplay reveal August 19 at Gamescom. Um... Need for Speed Heat sends fans to Palm City, a brand new open world where street racers have gathered to make their new names known. By day, players compete in the Speed Hunters Showdown, a sanctioned competition where they earn bank to customize and upgrade their garage of high-performance cars. 
At night, players risk it all to build their rep in the underground races, where a rogue police task force roams the streets, ready to take races down and swipe all their earnings. The roads, the risks, and the rides never end in this street racer where a player can... I should have read this before I started, eh? Uh, where a player can roll deep with their crew, build their garage full of hot cars, and make the city their non-stop playground. Uh, that's not the most appealing um, elevator pitch I've ever seen. Uh, so I guess it'll have a day-night cycle. Mm. And you do, what, legitimate races in the morning? And at night, you're a rebellious street racer. Yeah. Know. Like, what, are you driving the same car that you're racing the Speed Hunters Showdown? Wouldn't they just be like, isn't that Luke? That's Luke's WRX. I, no, I saw him racing that fucking this morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the bit where it lost me, the trailer. You've watched the trailer? I have not. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Just at the start, there's a mm. bit where they're doing the whole cop thing. And right. um, the cop is like yelling. This is like them trying to introduce a story part. And it's cheesy as fuck. The cop's like telling mm. the guy to get out of his car. And he's like, I want you to get out of the car right now. And then it zooms in on his face. And he's like, I said right now. Or something like that. It's just really bad. Um, and then the, that's when the trailer kicks off. Like the fucking music starts going. And there's cars like driving around. And you're like, oh my gosh. This is... What have they done? Do they use um, In the Air not Air Tonight by Phil Collins? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> That's like, if there ever was a fucking moment for it, right? Directly evoking that one scene in Miami Vice that anyone gives a fuck about is... That's the time, okay? Yeah. They got to do it. Like, get on that shit. Don't waste any time, okay? If they don't do it, right? E- everyone email EA and tell them to... Tell them to hire Job to direct some of this shit. And when I get in, right, I will make Skate 4. I promise. I promise all I will do, I'll just, I'll be like, yeah. And you know what else? You should have like on on the left thumbstick, when you pull it down and flick it up, the car's front flicks upwards, hmm. right? And you can do the same. So you can basically make a car jump by flicking the thumbsticks. <laughs> all right. And then like once we're 90% of the way through production of that physics system i will like swap all the cars for skateboards and they, they won't even know what to fucking hit them right but they'll be so deep i'll give them i'll give them the fucking anthem treatment they'll be so deep into making this this game that they won't be able to pivot in any other direction but to just be like oh no it's skate four now hmm. and then we'll have done it and it'll all because be because of, of your your old pal jobo yeah like you knew it would always be um no, like I said before, I'm always right, so just, you know, make Skate 4. Right. Um, but you, you should just watch this trailer, because it's, uh, it's, it's... It sounds it's good. I can't really wait. Bad. The, yeah, the bit where he, he yells, like, I said right now, is where it just goes to another level. Yep. Um, Excellent. And zooms in on his face. You're like, oh, this is what we're in for. And then they show you nothing that looks appealing in that game. <laughs> You're just like, this looks like it could be any car game. I don't know what I'm watching. Sweet. Yeah, it's- I uh, they were teasing it on Twitter, uh, with with the tag I've got the need. Yeah. Dot dot dot, and I said for Skate Four, and I also put another tweet out for Burnout. Right. 
<laughs> I know both even people equally want skate, skate for and burnout it would appear yeah so <clears throat> they just don't want need for speed <laughs> I don't know the one I put up was um, last night like, this is like five minutes after the trailer dropped it was need for speed Colin I'm gonna need you to buy those loot boxes dot 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 right now and then after that <laughs> there was a video of the guy screaming I said right now um, <laughs> cause that's that's spectacular. Anyway. Why did you waste... You, sh- you should have chucked it out way earlier. you got to put it out at prime time. Oh, no. 16 <laughs> might be too late. It was up at 12... Two, two um, 12... Whatever it's... I think it was like 12 o'clock last night at launch, uh, Or 11 a.m. 11 p.m. last night. It went up. Uh, and like five minutes after that, ten minutes after that, I edited the video and it was... I thought it was funny. Um because this is like yeah, but you got to put the, the trick is right. You got to put your tweets out at the right time to get the maximum exposure. You're already like you're already catering to your US crown. Yep. Oh, but, but then okay. if I wait till tomorrow, like the next day, I'm too slow on this shit. Someone else has stolen it. No, you see, you think that, but no, nobody's as funny as we are. Okay, like, so. fair enough. You can just wait it out. You can just wait it out. Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, lastly, next up, Gfinity uh, not lastly. shuts shop. This is the yes. esports league in Australia that um, mm. we're doing like a state versus state sort of competition. Yep, and that was being broadcast on TV as well as being hosted in a, a Hoyts. <clears throat> um, yeah, they were doing uh, like Rocket uh, League Hoyts and- in Moore Park near you. Yep. Um, which was an awesome idea. Um, and yeah, broadcast on whatever the Channel 10 youth channel is, uh, but only the Rocket League. Uh, most importantly, they were doing, they were giving like a lot of land opportunities to up and coming players. And it is a real shame that they're shutting down. Um, some genuine talent was discovered out of Gfinity. And, uh, you know, I talked to a lot of the players who played. Gfinity, um, there were absolutely um, issues, hmm. uh, and yeah, people who look look at it from the you know um, business perspective definitely uh, definitely had some uh, like questions, I guess, uh, worries, concerns um, about you know whether or not they were investing too heavily, too quickly. Um, I think they were. I heard about the operating loss for this thing. And the number I saw seems insane. Yeah. But it was an initial large outlay that was necessary because they were modifying. They needed the the studio slash cinema situation. So that would have been a massive initial outlay. uh, That they were, you know, they would have, like, they could not have possibly hoped to have recouped that in two years, no. which is why I was extremely surprised that they decided to cease operations come November. They are, um, you know, completing their obligations to the Supercar series. Um, but yeah, they're, they're shutting down after that. Um, yeah, it, as, as far as I understand it, they had a five-year ter- uh, plan that they shut off just after two years. I saw a lot of people... Yesterday on Twitter, gloating, uh, you know, largely people who, I guess, felt that they had been shut out of Gfinity um, 
for whatever reason they didn't want to buy in or didn't you know didn't believe in the structure or anything like that um i know that you know business relationships are always tricky and uh i know that some of the top people at chiefinity butted heads with others around the industry uh-huh. uh i know that happened uh but like a lot of people found out like well had it publicized that they were losing their jobs yesterday and i th- thought it was a bit shit that there wasn't more empathy uh for the people who were you know who had just found out they weren't going to have a job in three months mm-hmm. um obviously you know three months is a lot of time but it's still a pretty fucking emotional time to find out that you, you know your job's ceasing to exist sure and so yeah I've, i felt like it was handled kind of shabbily by a number of people that said like i said i do understand the perspective um of the people who felt like you know I don't know, uh, justified in their concerns. Uh, or not justified. They felt like they had had valid concerns that were shouted down. It just seems like maybe, you know, three minutes after the announcement isn't necessarily the time to start gloating. I just thought it was a bit shitty. Um, anyway, yeah. that's all, it's all inside baseball bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame. Long story short, it's a shame that it's shutting down. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I'm sad that we won't get to see another season of it. Because, um, yeah, it did actually factually provide a lot of up-and-coming talent with some great opportunities to grow their talent. And it's something that the Australian esports scene really desperately needs. And so crying from the sidelines that it shut down because you said it would hmm. initially, it doesn't really help anyone except for you. So Right. Yeah. So what is what is Hoist do with the stu- the studio now? I'm not sure. Um, they've got like a really good setup. I'd love to see them do something with it. Uh, like, I'd love to see them do even just uh, banner marquee events, right? Uh, esports events or something. I mean, they've got all that space. There's ample opportunity. There need like there absolutely needs to be the opportunity to for more lands hmm. especially in Sydney so I wonder if yeah, like I'd ESL it can use it or like League no, of Legends or something so. it's too small um, League of Legends might be able to use it ESL already has a really good setup yeah here in Auburn like they've got maybe not as comfy as cinema seats <laughs> but uh, yeah. they've got like a really tight setup for their production systems and stuff hmm. uh, Riot has a really good setup or like layout that doesn't really allow for an audience, which I think could be awesome if Riot could come to some sort of agreement uh, to use it, uh, even just for you know the the occasional fucking even for the gauntlet or something that'd be fantastic. You know the Australian teams, uh, OCE teams in League of Legends rarely get the opportunity to actually play in front of a live crowd sure. and talk to all of the dudes who do, all of the players who do get that opportunity and they're like, it's, they, they constantly, every single one of them says it is nothing like the regular experience of playing in the studio. Nothing like it. It is like, you can feel the energy, you can feel the crowd being there for you or against you mm-hmm. and it changes the way you play and it's something you 
desperately need to experience um, if you're, you're going to improve at the game. So I think it'd be fantastic if they could find some way to use that, that space. But I guess at the end of the day, it depends on what Hoyts wants to do with it. I can't imagine that they would have refit it uh, without and then only to unfit it hmm. to break it all down again. But I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And the last one we got here is Tim Willits uh, from Idfame, uh, who left that uh, company that we talked about this a uh, couple of weeks back, leaving Id, um, has joined up with Sabre Interactive. He will be the chief creative officer. And mm. in doing so, will be overseeing five of their studios from around the world. Um, <clears throat> so it sounds like maybe sort of a similar role as to what he was doing back at Id, but working with more teams. Um, I think as I understand it, what he wanted was the opportunity to sort of branch out away from first person shooters and grow his experience in that way and sort of flex his, um, creative muscles, yeah. uh, in a way that wasn't, you know, the id games that he's been making for the last 40 fucking years or whatever. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's similar, but, uh, I believe, he wants to have more hands-on elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Because uh, I, I think he was largely hands-off by the end of his his tenure at Bethesda. So I think a lot of the Rage stuff, it sounded like he was pretty involved in that. Yeah. Like, talking to him a bunch. Um, like, he really wanted Rage to work. It was sort of his universe. And I think he was super heavily involved in the first one. And obviously involved in the second one probably not as much but i think a lot of that what he had to say and also helping them um you know build a first person shooter i think Mm. i think he did a really good job with that because the shooting in that game was outstanding um just the rest of it without a bit of a problem the open world parts but yeah i think he had a hand in some of those games just there wasn't a lot of them coming out like i don't think he probably did much with doom that's probably yeah. a different team. He was more in the the id side. What is the id side? Who is working on Doom? I don't even know. Is it id? Yes, I, I think. Oh, <clears throat> uh, sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Gets gets him a. I, I didn't realize this was news until I saw it two days right. ago. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You're dying, eh? What the fuck? It's this cough from uh from Paris. Uh- it's just a touch of the consumption. Yeah. Don't worry, Joe. When I had that like twelve-hour flu in Paris, yeah, right. It's coming all back. It's coming all back to me. Yep. <clears throat> all right, Celine. Uh, we got questions. Do we? Let's do questions and then wrap this up. Uh, we got a question. Dangers, who said I collect the coffee uh, for the OG documentary. Because he is a cunt. Uh, sorry, uh, my bad. That's not what he asked. No, anyway. Dangers writes, Hi, Nuke and Moab. That's pretty good. Um, when will there be an esports team made up of gapers? Or gappers, I guess. Gappers. <laughs> and what will you play? I feel the industry is yearning for something fresh and exciting, and this could be the ticket. Well, Dangers, the only esports game... Uh, that has Jack and Daxter would be a some sort of PlayStation All-Stars sequel. Uh, so I guess we'll have to go with that. 
Thoughts, Luke? Um, I'm just trying to think. I don't know. Um, Underlords. I was going to go with Underlords, but that seems to... Like, we'll how do you play that as a team-based game? Well, you have me as a coach standing behind you. Right. And I'm allowed to talk while the game is playing, yeah. not just in between rounds. Um, no. Um, you, like, uh, Old HS is a team mode. you got two people, and they share a health bar. It's pretty crazy. It's oh, times. auto chess, not not underlords. Yes, right. correct. Yes, uh, yeah. So you could you, you know you could do something like that. They could build in that direction. Uh, we could do PUBG as long as I get to coach and I'm allowed to talk while the game is going <clears throat> as a sort of in in game leader who doesn't have to shoot. Mm. That'd work out. You could you could do some shooting. What if we have four that. PCs and I'm playing by myself, and then when one person dies, I go to the next PC. We would we were doing that the other day, hey, in a game that we're not allowed to talk about yet. Uh, but yes, yeah. um, that might work. Yeah. That might work. Uh, I don't know if we've got any other any of our gapers are up to the challenge of PUBG. That's the problem. We need to find something that the gapers are good at. Hmm. That's why Underlords is a pro tip, right? Because it feels like if you listen to the gap. You might not be terribly mechanically adept. Like, just skills-wise. But strategically. Like, you're clearly a IQ 400 genius, Mm. evidenced by you listening to the gap in the first place. It's just that your ability to actually hit shots has well (laughs) passed you, which is why JB hasn't gotten a kill in PUBG in the last six weeks or whatever the fuck it is. Uh... But on the flip side, right, a game like Underlords, you don't need to hit shots. No. You just need to drag stuff in the yeah, correct position. You just need to roll right. And yeah, roll correctly. Like, just roll better. Hmm. Which is, I haven't really gotten the hang of yet. I'm still rolling poorly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you got like, I think Underlords might be it. We could, we could branch out into team fight tactics. Hmm. Be one of those, you know, some teams, Fnatic has like, a team that's a Dota team, they've got a like League of Legends team at the same time. Yeah. Sort of covering all their bases. We could be like that. We could I feel uh, like we'd be more on the shot casting side. We could be we could we could be O Gap and sign on with OG. Ah, right? Yeah. We'll, and O Gap is their Underlords crew. Right? And we'll be all we'll be Australians who talk. It's like the reverse of Anna on OG, ah. who's an Australian who doesn't talk. Yeah. Like you get yeah. an interview and it's an hour and a half interview instead yeah. of 15 minutes. Yeah. You'd be like, <laughs> are these two going to shut the fuck up? They know I have <laughs> I to transcribe this, right? Like, they haven't answered it yet. <laughs> yeah. They haven't got to it. One of them's talking, talking about the chair he made. <laughs> and the other, yeah. And the other one won't shut the fuck up about basketball. Um, yeah. Well, that's what you get. That's what you get. Great question, Tangers. And I forgive you for saying I get the coffee at the, on the OG documentaries. Okay, one day I will be able to do more hmm. than just get the coffee. Nice. I have dreams. Mm. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's questions. Thanks for that. Um, We're back on track. We are back. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those places. Search for The Gap or the GA Podcast should come up. Um, mm. notice that iTunes has, has changed their podcast section and, oh. uh, we've been, or, or video games in general have been moved from hobbies and games and they've renamed that into leisure. 
and they've oh. chucked a bunch of different categories in there. I think like board games are in there now, <clears throat> like a section for just sort of dice dice games, tabletop games. We're right. still under the leisure section. Well, sorry, we're in the leisure section under video games, so we're still on the front page. Um, right. And the way they've reformed that is if you go into the video game section now, they've cleaned up that entire area and it's now best-selling podcasts and we're now, well, we're still up the top of there and they've removed a bunch of the old crap that people don't really listen to anymore. Um, the Australian game. And so, podcast. yeah, if you're struggling... I get it. Yeah, like that. If you're struggling to... <laughs> you, you shouldn't struggle to find us, but if you're like trying to figure out where the video game section has gone because they've changed the drop down list because it took me a good 10 seconds to be like what the fuck where's the video game section gone um it's under leisure should i look into that and see if i can make it easier to find no i think they've just they've moved video okay. games into leisure and so we're still listed at it as a video okay. game podcast mm. we're just in a different category because that category that we're in is no longer a category it's now games and hobbies is now leisure and they've right. maybe chucked a couple of different maybe like movies are in i don't really know no i think there's an entertainment one because i looked at entertainment and was like is video games in here or technology or something like that i can't i don't remember anyway leisure um we're definitely still there top 20 podcasts second line you can't can't miss us um easy to find we're the best yeah uh and also on top of that thank you everyone that's been listening we just did our uh biggest month of the year <clears throat> possibly all time because uh the one that was before that, I think that was just a DDoS on our servers. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm counting this one as an official. Um, nice. Yeah, biggest month of the year. So that's that's awesome. We're, Fuck yeah. We're starting to ramp up to the end of the year and that's when things get really busy. So People know. Yeah. Um, if you want to send us questions like dangers, you can do so um, on our Discord page, the gapodcast.com slash Discord. We've got a bunch of other channels on there, people sending questions. Dota 2 channel is going to be pumping this week. Uh, I've already yep. had one of my questions answered about what is going on in Dota because I didn't understand what was happening. Neither did I. Um, so thanks for answering that one. Uh, if you want to do it, that was it, Frisco. Sorry, you knew it was. I knew it was Frisco. He's always. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Johnny on the spot. He's on point. On point. It's definitely not a hamburger. You can see that, right? It's a shovel and a. Was it? A, it's not a hamburger. No, there's a shovel. There's a fucking it's a rock. Meerkat or Lemma from fucking Madagascar. There's a set of drums. There's a lime green puffer fish. A stop hand single. Uh, how come you can fucking you can spot what a fucking Dota character is when you can only see three fucking pixels on a fucking square background, but you can't work out what a fucking drum looks like versus a fucking hamburger? <laughs> is it actually a drum? Yeah, motherfucker. It's clearly a drum. I don't, I don't even have it on my good screen. I'll bring it over to the good screen. Yeah, that's so obviously a dr- Oh my god. <laughs> it's true. It's got music coming out of the top. Oh my god. I only had a the brief old, look. I was like, that was, the old music that's a hamburger. You took a fucking screenshot of it. I didn't actually. Yeah. I, shut up. <laughs> um, or you can email us to gapodcast at gmail.com, old fashioned way, uh, or fax. What's your fax number, Job? Uh, Thank you. Uh, you find us on facebook.com slash gapodcast. Twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GAPodcast.com slash YouTube. We've got the Outer Worlds footage up from last week. I put a little bit of audio in there as well. Um, nice. Like not a huge amount, but you can still listen. There's probably about, I think we talked about it for about 45 minutes, something like that. Nice. There's a bunch on there. I didn't get 
all of it up, but decent amount. Um, this week with Borderlands 3. Um, yep. The frame rate is a bit below average. Yeah. Um, we weren't playing on the best computers. Um, Luke wasn't. They gave Luke the shit going. <laughs> yeah, mine was terrible. Um, it was perfect on mine. I saw uh, Ziggy like D took his videos down. Oh, really? Because he was getting complaints about his. So oh, he just okay. took the videos down. Wow. Uh, which is unfortunate because that guy puts a lot of work into his stuff. He and he's extremely yeah. good. Like, I was watching it um, last night. I didn't watch yeah. all of it because it went for fucking ages, but I watched the you know the first part until he stopped talking. Um, right. So, yeah, that's disappointing. Anyway, you can go up, go there and check it out. Um, it's it's got it's going to have Job and I being idiots in co-op, basically. 100%. But you can't hear us talking. No, you shouldn't be able there to hear us talking. There won't be any sound. Yeah. Um, and it'll be a bit frank. You should put a bit of um, iced tea in there. Yeah. I'll Let iced tea okay. talk. Yeah. Um, you can also go to our website, which is thejpodcast.com. It's got links to all of the, the things we just talked about, including uh, past episodes of the show, if you want to check them out. And that is um, all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash gapodcast and subscribe. Thank you to everyone that does that every month. Thanks. Helps pay the You're bills. The <clears throat> and I it believe does. that is it. Have you got anything you want to pimp out this week for work or last week? Um, go to Red Bull and check out my uh, my Borderlands 3 preview. Mm-hmm. I basically just break down the, the two new characters I got to play. Uh, we got a really good write-up of the storylines of the International that I'll chuck up on Discord, but that's on Red Bull as well. Uh, and that is about it this week. Um, some other stuff coming, but it won't be out. We'll talk about it next week. Yep. Yep. Um, for me, you can go to twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, or you can go to survivor.com. I've, um, I have my Outer Worlds preview go up, which, uh, was last week, I think. Um, and next week I've got a uh, ghost recon breakpoint going up. I won't say when, but it'll be up next week. And then we'll talk about that next week as well as, uh, some other stuff that we've played that we can't talk about yet. Yeah, we can. But it's busy. It's busy. There's a lot of stuff coming. Like, review codes are coming as well for big games, um, mm. which is exciting. So Hell it's yeah. starting to ramp up quite a lot. It's going to be an exciting end of the year, it looks like, which is cool. Yep. Okay, and that is it. All right. Next week, Breakpoint. Nice. Ghost Recon. Yep. Stick around. Bye. Bye. Thank you.